and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching and or listening to abl live thank y'all for being here tonight you could be almost anywhere in the world but you're right here with me live on the show and i thank y'all for that we got a whole lot going on we got the supreme court lawsuit happening right now well not really it was out there what you had uh texas and 18 other states or it might have been 18 states in total over 120 house reps they were in it but the supreme court rejected it there's still going to be a lot more legal action as it relates to you know some of the elections how they were operated and everything else there'll be more legal action as a result of that uh joe biden yelling that uh i guess you would call it the black delegation yelling i'm talking about you know <laughs> no patience no sympathy no empathy no nothing it's just like Look, I'm going to do what I want. So what? I'm going to yell. It is what it is. Imagine if Trump did anything like that, what the backlash would have been. It would have been crazy for sure. Also, Hunter Biden. We covered this story here on the channel. Or we've been covering the story right when it first dropped back in October. But everybody in the world pretty much knew except for those who needed to know. Trump didn't know, but Barr knew. Uh... A lot of people in the government knew what was going on with Hunter Biden. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. People were getting their accounts deleted on Twitter. You couldn't even post a New York Times link. But now we know it's true. We're going to talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for joining. You guys are the best audience anywhere in the world. And I'm glad you're right here with me live on the show tonight. Thank y'all for being here. Uh, if you enjoy the content, if you enjoy the show, give me a thumbs up on the video, like this video, share this video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed already, please go ahead and do so. And when you do that, click the bell right there so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Also, this show will be available on your favorite streaming platform, whether that be Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. You can search for me on there. Just search ABO Live. I should pop right on up. There's also a link in the description box on Anchor. That Anchor link will take you to the other places you want to go. Apple iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. And it's absolutely free on those platforms. Just for you guys who want to listen audio only without having to download the video. So we got a whole lot going on. I think that I want to start with um, the Supreme Court situation. Now, that whole thing, you know, people were kind of confused about what the lawsuit even was. And I explained it in the video, but I'm going to break it down just right quick here. And then I'm going to keep on rocking. Um, the Supreme Court lawsuit was started in Texas by their Attorney General, Ken Paxton. And what the lawsuit said was that other states did not handle their election process under the constitution appropriately they just did kind of whatever they wanted they let uh vote by mail all other stuff just kind of you know to spiral out of control and go beyond what it was supposed to be and the claim in the lawsuit was since they did not handle their loss they did not handle their elections appropriately and it just kind of went out of bounds and let things happen then that hurt texas and then 18 other states 17 to 18, a bunch of other states and a bunch of other house reps joined on and said the same thing. It's like, hey, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, you guys did not do what you're supposed to do. You did not handle the you did not handle the election appropriately. Therefore, it causes harm. 
So now we're going to sue you because you're causing us harm by the way you're handling it. And when you have state to state lawsuits, it goes to the Supreme Court because they'll be the arbiter in that situation. You know, I guess it would be kind of unfair to have it be held. Like if you're going to go to court, like actual court, if, if Texas is suing California, for example, where is it going to be held? Is it going to be held in Austin or Sacramento? Like, how is that really going to work? But I digress. The whole point is that the lawsuit was out there and it was it went to the Supreme Court, but they rejected it. Um, I think there were only two that, uh, you know, were in favor of the lawsuit. And that was Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas. You know, they're pretty stone cold, rock solid conservatives. But the majority opinion was that Texas did not show enough information, enough evidence to say that they have any say so of, over another state's election. Because generally, you can't have any say so over a different state in their election. Like, if you're Texas, you can't tell Georgia how to operate and, and vice versa. That's generally how it goes. But there are certain exceptions. In this case, it could have been an exception because it's like, hey, what you're doing in your election is hurting me because my constituents voted in a certain way and everything was going, everything went fine. But since you didn't handle what you're supposed to be doing, my citizens who voted, for X, Y, and Z president were not allowed the chance to have their vote really count. That was the nature of the lawsuit, but that was not accepted by the Supreme Court. Now, I don't think that was an actual ruling. You know, I'm seeing it reported as a ruling. I guess a ruling would be when they decide on a particular case. I think the lawsuit was rejected and not taken. So that's that. It wasn't like they made a decision. As far as I know, if we're wrong, let me know in the comments below. I think there was an unsigned briefing but does that count as a decision does that count as a precedent made i think there could be something else that happens down the line that's similar to what this lawsuit was and there could be a different reaction it all depends on the situation and it all depends on what evidence is brought forward okay i guess paxton would have had to say what exactly happened specifically that made these other states hurt texas you know, I'm not really sure of all the language of the lawsuit. Once you, once you get into lawyer speak, legal leaves, it's a whole different language. You're not speaking English anymore. You got to study your book to be able to understand what you're reading at a particular point when you're getting into legal speak. But I think I pretty much know the essence of the actual lawsuit. And again, you guys, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. Say they can still file it properly. Okay. No decision. New plaintiffs. There it is. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see about that. Now, <laughs> let's see if this uh, stream gets deleted because I saw on uh, YouTube's official blog site that they are going to remove videos that speak about the election, to speak about any kind of um, voting irregularities, to say if uh, Trump won rather than Biden or whatever. Now, I'm not really sure how they're going to do that with me because... You know, I'm positioning myself as a news channel. I'm just giving you the information that's out there. You know, I'm talking about a lawsuit that's actually happened, a lawsuit that was filed, a lawsuit that was in court. This is not me saying anything about anything else other than the news. So we'll see how that actually goes. But yeah, YouTube, they want to censor. Everybody wants to censor, really. All these big tech media platforms, they want to censor. People tell me, hey, you should get on Rumble. You should get on... Uh, what's that parlor 
I may do Rumble or BitChute or something else just to host videos, but I wouldn't rely on them because here's one thing about Parlor. And shout out to Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino actually, or his business helped to create, um, his business helped to create, what's that? Um, Parlor and Rumble. So Dan Bongino is behind both of those. So shout out to Dan Bongino. But the thing about Parler is that the, the mainstream media, the beast we're trying to fight, they're going to just try to marginalize us over there and say, oh, that's all the crazy Trump supporters. It's all the crazy right wing nut jobs, you know, the castaways. And it kind of becomes the echo chamber because it's preventing anybody from coming over there that may not even really know about us. They may not even be familiar with what conservative values are. So it prevents growth from outsiders, which is what you want, because I want to be able to convince people that aren't really, that aren't really knowing what conservative values are. I want to convince them to come to our side. So it's hard to actually gain people that aren't really on our side yet. And then aside from that, um, it's a way for us to be kind of be cut off from the major means of communication. Parlor's cool. Rumble's good. But it, if, if people are over there exclusively, especially, it kind of keeps you out of the loop. And really, big tech will want that. They want you to go to smaller platforms so then they can come up with some kind of excuse to downrank you on search results and everything else and keep you over there just kind of in the shoebox. But I might go over there to Rumble and or, what's that, um, BitChute, some kind of video hosting site just, to, just for a host for my website. Because I don't really want to self-host videos on my website. That gets very expensive. But the website, my website is my hub. So regardless of what goes on, you know, if YouTube's tripping, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I've had issues with all of them. I've had issues with every social media network. Um, the best out of all of them overall has been YouTube, hands down. They've been the best. Have they had problems? Yes. Have I been censored unfairly here? Yes. But I've been censored the most on Facebook. That's the absolute worst. They killed my Facebook page. I did a video about hydroxychloroquine and it went viral. I had almost a million unique views on that. Now, matter of fact, I had more than a million. I think I had like 10 million. It was something crazy. It went viral, basically. Um, but... That particular video caused Facebook to kill my page because I went viral on Facebook. And they're like, oh, no, you can't be on here talking about hydroxychloroquine and alternative, you know, medication and homeopathic. No, no, no. We're going to go ahead and just shut your page down. So my page has not grown over there. They killed my reach. I couldn't even advertise. Now they want to have me start to advertise again after like three months of not being able to advertise. It's like, OK, I'm not spending another dollar with Facebook. They're garbage, they're trash, they're the worst. Instagram is also Facebook, but I think it's probably like a different team works over there. So I've not been censored as much, but they also kind of stopped my growth. So, and, and Twitter, I've been on Twitter jail a couple times here and there. Um, I couldn't post the Hunter Biden link. I'll talk about that in a moment. So out of all of them, YouTube has been the best. Facebook been the absolute worst, okay? And there's a lawsuit, speaking about lawsuits, there's a lawsuits with 48 states, so that's definitely bipartisan. It's an antitrust lawsuit to break up Facebook. Now, that might have some legs on it. That might have some legs because Facebook is 
the the giant of social media. You know, um, Twitter, anywhere else, it, it pales in comparison. I think they said 95 to 98% of all social networking, all social media activity happens on Facebook. That's the king right there. So, and, and then they also have Instagram. I think they also have, what, is it, um, not Snapchat. What's the, um, the, the calling service? I, I forget what it is. You guys know what I'm talking about. You can, you could call on it. I forget what it's called, but they also have that. So that's definitely a monopoly. They definitely have cornered a large part of the way that we communicate nowadays because people rarely call on the phone. It's mostly texting. And then, you know, Facebook, it took over your text, your SMS, and then they got the phone app. They got email. They got everything. It's like a wall garden. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Um, breaking up Google. See, Google... It's not even the it's alphabet. Alphabet has uh, Google, YouTube, etc. They might break them up, but that might be a little bit different. Uh, but definitely, they, oh, WhatsApp. Thank you, WhatsApp. So Facebook also owns WhatsApp. They own Instagram, WhatsApp, and of course Facebook.com. So they're most certainly a beast. Do they do they also own Zoom? Is that true? I thought Zoom was China. Skype is Microsoft. Yeah, Skype is Microsoft. Microsoft is a beast too. But as far as communication, owning the means of communication, nothing, it, everywhere pairs, pales in comparison to Facebook. So they could be broken up and you have 48 states in on that lawsuit. It's an antitrust lawsuit because they're most certainly a monopoly. All right. But like I said, they are the absolute worst. Now, I want to speak about something right quick. Um, oh, Speaking about stories being censored from the New York Post on the Twitters, let's talk about Hunter Biden right quick. Now, remember, I've been covering the Hunter Biden story straight from the beginning, straight from the top, right? I knew that it was legitimate from the start. This is back in October when it broke to us just in the general public in, in kind of a major way. I think we all knew that Hunter had some issues, but it really broke in the major way back in October of this year. Right before the election, it was an October surprise. Okay, here comes the wayward laptop. You got all kind of illegal pictures on it, underage girls allegedly. You got Hunter on there, and, and my my question before I go any further in the whole laptop situation, how was um, a Chinese group sending that stuff from the laptop? How did they get it all the way over there? But a different story. I digress. The whole point is that. Um, Hunter and the wayward laptop, he sends his laptop or laptops, plural, to a repair shop in Delaware and does not pick it up after the service is done. The tab is like $80. He probably just forgot. You know, when you on that, when you on them drugs, <laughs> I mean, you, you, liable, you liable to forget things that you need to be doing. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I probably should get my laptops to have sensitive government emails on it, you know, pictures of myself with you know Ill illegal pictures i probably should go pick that up from the repairman before the federal rallies get it matter of fact i probably should not take it to the repairman if you are hunter biden and you made four hundred thousand dollars allegedly just from barisma holdings not even considering his other streams of income if you made four hundred thousand from barisma holdings in 2017 alone why not just get a new laptop if the one that you have is messed up why not get a new one 
data recovery? Why would you go to a regular normie on the street to do data recovery? Okay, you are a Washington, D.C. Uh, swamp rat. You can find some guy, some fixer in D.C. to recover the data on a laptop for you. Okay, he won't tell nobody. He can sign the NDA and you'll be good to go. But, you know, crackheads don't think like that. Different story. I digress. Anyway, the wayward laptop is just sitting there in the repair shop waiting for the federales to come. And of course they do because the owner is like, look, there's some troubling things on here. There's some young girls on here. It's all kind of emails with leaders. I don't want nothing to do with it. So guess what? I'm going to take it and give it to y'all. So the FBI had it since at least December 2019. We don't hear people about it. And there was an investigation already into Hunter going all the way back to at least 2018. Okay. So 2018, they're looking into him. They got a laptop in 2019, but we don't know about it until two years later in October of 2020, right? Because Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon somehow got a copy of the laptop and then send it to the New York Post. Right when the story came out on the New York Post, you could not post this story on Twitter. It simply would not even let you post a link. They, they were blocking the story from even getting out. It's like, look, okay, I understand if you are in the federal government and you don't want an investigation to come out because you're still trying to get through it and you don't want it to be ruined. I understand that. If you are being investigated, if you got an open case, you're not going to talk about it because you're not trying to ruin it. I understand. Makes perfect sense. But the New York Post, a respected paper, been around since the 1800s. Okay. One of the oldest papers in the nation, if not the oldest, they put it out there and you're going to censor it. What makes Twitter the grand arbiter of what is real and what is fake? How do they know? How does Twitter know if the article is fake or not? How did they know that the laptop is real or not? They don't know. They were just simply trying to help Joe Biden because they know that if the story was allowed to get out, it would hurt Joe Biden. Hey, what's going on with your boy smoking crack? You got young girls on his laptop and you got this whole uh, thing with China, Ukraine, Moldova, etc. Illicit monies. Joe Biden is implicated on a laptop, getting all kind of kickbacks, percentages. He's the big guy. That's that's not very nice. That's not very good. So maybe I won't vote for you. They they did that to intentionally interfere with the election. Twitter did. OK, but now we know that it's true. Even on Fox News, they were trying to squash the tape. Remember, I did a video about Kennedy, the young lady over at um, Fox News. Sorry about that. Hit the hit the microphone. I heard that Kennedy used to work over at MTV. I have no idea. I, I, I didn't watch MTV at that particular point in time. I guess she was a VJ. So anyway, she's over on Fox News berating Giuliani, talking about, oh, well, this doesn't look real. And Eastern Europe is a cesspool and all this and that. And you sound like Christopher Steele. Remember that? But now Hunter Biden himself Put a statement out talking about oh well they're looking into my taxes right now okay and it was a pretty vague statement but we all knew what was going on when that came out it was like okay you, you confirming the story right there and then even cnn and fox and every every place that tried to suppress the story said it was russian disinformation it was a bunch of trolls that came out with it every place then had to come out and say that it's real 
no retractions, no apologies, no, hey, sorry for not believing you guys. Sorry for not telling you guys that the story was real. Sorry for blocking the story when it first came out. Sorry for calling Rudy Giuliani, Christopher Steele, and the Froster, and the Huckster, and the fake. Sorry for that. None of that was going on. It just reported, they just, like it was nothing. And what CNN said was that, well, it's not just about the taxes. It's about uh, business dealings over in China, especially in other countries, Ukraine, Moldova, et cetera. Now, it came out today that Hunter Biden did not disclose that he got $400,000 from Burisma Holdings, the Ukrainian energy company. We all knew about that for a long time, but he got $400,000 in 2017 and did not disclose it. 400,000, that's kind of a funny number, ain't it? Isn't that the number that they said, if you make that, you're going to get taxed out of your hind parts? I'm talking about ridiculous taxes. You're going to have taxes raised on you. Oh, the rich are not paying their fair share. If you make 400,000, you got to pay your fair share. But not your own son, no, Joe Biden. How about that? Your own boy is not paying his fair share. He's not even claiming the tax money, right? Oh, okay. And you, Joe Biden, are the guy that made it happen. Because remember, on the laptop emails, what was being said about Burisma? Burisma came to Hunter and was like, hey, man, okay, basically, we're going to put you on the board. You get paid between 50 and 80 grand per month. But check it out. We got a little situation we have with the prosecutor over here, Victor Shokin. He's digging in our business and trying to get us shut down. What we need from you is some political influence to get him out of our hair. That's basically what the email said, right? Now, when that happened, about eight months later or so, eight to nine months later, who goes to Ukraine and fixes the prosecutor? Joe Biden. Joe Biden at this time is a vice president of the US. This is like 2014, right when the $400,000 came that he did not claim on his taxes. Joe Biden comes to Kiev and threatens them. He says, hey, look, if you don't fire this guy, Shokin, you're not getting the billion dollar guaranteed loan from the U.S. Went to Ukraine and said that. Okay, talking to Porchenko, the president at the time, talking to the, the heads of state over in Ukraine. And as a result of that threat, they fired Shokin. They got the money and Hunter got his money. And of course, Biden, Joe Biden will get his cut of the money that his boy Hunter Biden got. And I think Giuliani said something pretty profound. It might have been on Newsmax earlier today. He was like, you know, it's a shame that Joe sent his crackhead son out there to collect his money. He couldn't get any bum from Washington to do it, but he sent his son out there. It's ridiculous. He needed to be ashamed of himself, but he did it. He didn't care. Go out there and get the money, boy. And that's what happened. Okay. That is what's going on. Now we know it's true. The story came out today. He did not claim 400000 in taxes from Burisma Holdings. We all knew about that, but we were told that we are Russian propagandists and we're just believing in conspiracy theories because we know that that's true. Anyway, now speaking about Joe, um, the same Joe that had his crackhead son out there collecting his money, the same Joe that says, hey, if you make 400000 you're going to pay more in taxes, pay your fair share. Didn't really mind his son not claiming his $400,000 he got illicitly from Ukraine. The same Joe was yelling at a group of black Democrats over the idea of, you know, defunding the police and some of his not really campaign promises, but campaign, um, I guess, what they want to promise now, which is kind of backwards. It's like if he didn't promise it during the 
actual campaign why you want to come back now and try to get it from him <laughs> it's like he's in there now so what are you gonna do it, it, it allegedly he's in there the the election is over with so why try to now come and say we want x y and z but anyway if you didn't see that video you gotta watch it it was crazy he was speaking to them like they were children and you have a bunch of grown men and women and it's it's funny because if Trump were to speak people like that, talking about, oh, I'm following the Constitution and I've done more than anybody. I'm talking about screaming at his colleagues because these are Democrats that he was talking to. It wasn't a hostile media force or hostile Republicans or anybody like that. These are black Democrats that are on his side. OK, that went out there and campaigned for Joe and Kamala and the whole Democratic Party. You had uh, Cedric Richmond there. He's the head of the Congressional Black Caucus, which is all Democrat. All right. So these are your friends. Talking to like the trash, like they're nothing. The just scum on the bottom of the shoe. I'd be embarrassed if I was somebody that was there at that meeting. Like if I'm Cedric Richmond, I got a, I got a boy. Like he, he has a little son. He has like a, a four or five year old son. If I'm Cedric Richmond, I can look at my son in the face and be like, you know, I'm still a man. After getting treated like that, and I say nothing, keep my mouth totally shut, they know what to do. They're not going to really worry about getting berated or screamed on by Joe Biden because they're all part of the swamp. They're all getting money. And really, quite frankly, they know that Joe Biden is halfway dead anyway. One thing that I got from the quote-unquote leaked, not really sure how it came out, but anyway, from the leaked audio and video of the meeting between Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the... A collection of black folks oh it was funny how they called them civil rights leaders who who anointed these people civil rights leaders who gets to make that claim about these people why because they're black and they're democrats i mean it was the civil rights leaders no you just got some black democrats that's all but anyway one thing that i got from that tape was that joe biden was struggling to even remember people's names um you know ideas of his he was struggling very hard to really get through that particular talk okay he sounds like a shell of himself if it was about 15 years ago he would do a lot better but right now he's a husk of himself and it was funny how kamala harris is a so-called first black woman right the first black woman um, as a vice president or president either one it'd probably be president that's what they want but anyway um if she's there and she's the first black x y and z why was she so silent you got a whole audience of black folks that are there speaking to you and Joe Biden. He's doing all the talking and is not doing very well at talking. You got to chime in and remind him what he's talking about. Why is your only goal just to be there to be his helper? You're not doing any kind of talking. And imagine Joe Biden trying to do like a stump speech or, you know, going somewhere. Like, you know how presidents do. They get sent to places. They got to do speeches. They got to do talks and, you know, engage in a ceremony. How is Joe Biden going to be received around the world? It's like a joke. It's, it's a total joke. This whole thing with the election is far from over. If, if Joe Biden's out there speaking to anybody on behalf of the United States, it's going to be a joke. It's, people are going to be laughing. All right. And then if they try to say, all right, he's not doing very well out on the on, on the stump. He's not doing very well speaking and he has medical problems. They're going to try to put Kamala Harris out in the forefront, but she won't do any better. You know, a female head of state is not necessarily is that common.
And beyond her being female, she could she could be female and she's gonna have some kind of strength to her. You speak to leaders of state, I mean, you're talking to uh Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, you know, Narendra Modi, how are you gonna be like an HR lady? How are you gonna have the HR desk lady talking to heads of state? How does that really work? The the laugh, uncomfortable, not really kind of, you know, not confident. I'm not a fan. Other way it goes, I feel like these people, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they're not going to be the ones that are governing anyway. They're not going to be the ones that are governing if they are able to get beyond the inauguration as far as any kind of legal problems, legal issues. It'd be the, the deep state, the ones that are behind them. That the same people that govern Barack Obama. Barack Obama was not he was not a govern a governing president. He was a figurehead president. You know, people that were behind him did all the governing. He's just sitting you know, he might just look pretty, give the occasional speech, you know, try to be cool, shoot basketball here and there. I think Barack Obama played basketball and golf more than anything else. Now Trump plays golf too, and that's great, but he does a lot of work as well. You can play hard if you work hard, but Barack Obama <laughs> just pretty much reads from a teleprompter and then goes out there and play basketball with his uh, body man, Reggie. Different story. I digress. The whole point is that uh, Joe Biden screamed on this group of black people in this uh, leaked audio and video. Can you imagine what the reaction would be if Trump did anything like that? People say that Trump is mean, he's abrasive, and he's brash. I've never seen them do that. The only time you see him kind of get a little bit heated is when he is speaking to the media and they're hostile with him. When they want to overtalk him and scream at him, he might get a little bit hostile then. But I've never really seen him yell at people. Not really. He might kind of get his voice up a little bit, but not to the point where it's almost like dad yelling at young son. That's what Joe Biden did to those grown black people. I'd be embarrassed personally. I cannot show my face no more anywhere in public if I was a guy like Cedric Richmond or anyone else on the panel. But hey, it is what it is. Was Valerie Jarrett there? Or they're going to try to get Valerie Jarrett to be in there for Kamala Harris? Or she might be the shadow the shadow president if they're able to get beyond inauguration without any kind of legal problems over their head. All right. But thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience on the Internet. So if you enjoyed what you're hearing so far. Give me a thumbs up on the video, like this video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now and click the bell while you're at it so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Uh, if you check your subscription and you have been unsubscribed for some reason, go ahead and resubscribe. YouTube, I don't know what's going on. Technical difficulties, I have no idea. But let's go ahead and get that tightened up all right away, immediately. All righty. And what else we got going on here? There's, there's quite a bit I want to get through. Oh, Eric Swalwell. Did you guys see the whole uh, Eric Swalwell kerfuffle? Getting, getting caught up with a Chinese spy? He is not the only person. You saw in the video I did, if you saw it, that the Chinese spy, the honey trap, honey pot, whatever you want to call her, she had adult relations with at least two other Midwestern mayors. One was a mayor of a place in Ohio. They don't know where the guys are mayors of. All they know was Midwest. The one guy's Ohio, the other guy's some nondescript place. Some, it's probably some kind of small town. But anyway, um, so 
Biden, not Biden, the, um, the, the Chinese spy has relations with these two guys. One of them was in a car and the FBI has that on FBI surveillance. I'm not really sure if they were surveilling her or him or somebody else and they got caught up in it, but they have that on camera. All right. And the other guy was spotted at a conference with the spy and the guy, old guy, right? Probably like old as dirt. And she was at the time, probably like 35, something like that. And he was saying, oh, this is my girlfriend. This is the real deal. AJ, nothing but a number, all this, that, and a third. I was like, really? But anyway, Eric Swalwell was targeted by this spy because at the time, he was an up-and-coming Democrat. He was on the city council of a city in the Bay Area, small city, small town in the Bay Area, uh, Dublin, California. So he's a mayor, not mayor. He was on a city council, not even the mayor of this uh, small city. And from there, he went straight to the U.S. House. Not sure how you go from being on a city council to the U.S. House. Like, how does that, how you, like, because that's kind of a, a big jump, ain't it? You might go from being on a city council, maybe to like state senate, state house, and then maybe to the big house. You go from being on a city council to the U.S. House. The Federals? Hmm, how does that work? Anyway, when he was trying to run, here comes Fong Fong, a.k.a. Christine Fong. That's how, that's how he knew her. He, he knows her as Christine. Her name is Fong Fong, Chinese national. She was going to college out there in California. Now, Fong Fong is about 40 years old right now. So do a little bit of math. She came here in 2011 to be a quote-unquote college student. So she was like, what, 30, 31 years old on college campuses, being very active on the campus, not just being in college. You could be 31 years old and go to college, but how, how are you really going to be on campus and be very active on campus? Like you were 18 year old, you know, you're 31 years old. You might have a job and you might get kids or something else going on to where you're not going to be able to be living on campus and be active on campus. But anyway. She was active on campus, president of two Asian associations on campus, and she was everywhere, knew everybody, and was able to get in close with a lot of people, one way or another, take it how you want to take it, but I'll move on. Anyway, she comes across Eric Swalwell, up-and-coming Democrat, and helps fundraise him. She brought a bunch of big donors straight to his face. She also gave him an intern, put the intern in his office. Is the intern another Chinese spy? Is the intern still there? Who knows? Nancy Pelosi said, oh, we're not going to do a background check on the intern. You might want to do that. when you got whole spies putting interns in the office. Okay. The intern could be there wearing a wire, sending everything that they have straight back to the Chinese Communist Party. Right. Now, the official line from the Democrats is that Fong Fong did not get any kind of intel. In the time that she was here. And she was here for a while. I'm not sure when she met Eric Swalwell. Might have been about 2012 or so. 2013 when he was running to become a member of the U.S. House. But I think I saw that she was knowing him for about four years. You know, it could be between uh, three to four years that she knew him before she left. Probably back to China. She vanished. Don't nobody know where she is, but probably back in China. All right. Now, Eric Swalwell was like, hey, I had an FBI briefing in 2015, and I cut off all ties with Fong Fong. But I have a few questions. First of all, 
How close were Eric Swalwell and Fong Fong? He won't talk about if they had any kind of relations. He won't talk about that part. But um, how close were they really? He was married before Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell was married now, but he was married before his wife now. So he's been married twice. The first wife, I don't know her name. I don't know when they got married. They got divorced, obviously, sometime. When did they get divorced? Why did they get divorced? Is it because of Fong Fong? If he got married to his second wife, his now wife, in 2016, Fong Fong left in 2015 when he cut off all ties with her. He had to have been married to his first wife during the time that he knew Fong Fong. That's what I would think, right? Or he was really young when he got married, like 18, and got divorced at like 22. That's just what I'm thinking. But I think that he was married to his first wife during the Fong Fong time, and that could have contributed to the breakup. Infidelity, messing with Fong Fong. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just putting it out there. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's false. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, his father and his brother were Facebook friends with her this year. His, his father liked one of Fong Fong's pictures earlier this year, like in March. So if y'all weren't really that close and it was just a fundraiser and it was years ago, why is your dad still Facebook friends with her? And why is he liking their pictures? You know, to me, that's like you took her on your family. You're talking about marrying her. You love her. All this, that, and the third. That's what it seems like to me. But hey, he's got to be compromised, right? If you've been with this Chinese spy, you probably were intimate. But he's on the House Intel Committee. How does that work? And he got on the committee as a freshman in Congress. And Nancy Pelosi knew about the whole phone phone situation. And so did other leading Democrats. But they put him on the House Intel Committee anyway. Now, if you could pick from anybody to be on the House Intel Committee, why would it be a guy that is clearly compromised with a Chinese spy? Why would that be your pick? I mean, come on. Government is, is really just kind of inept. That's why I laugh when they say the intelligence community. Who? Guys like Eric Swalwell? Is he part of the so-called intelligence community? A guy that can't even keep himself away from a Chinese spy? How are you going to talk about where the spies are and where threats around the world are when you got a whole spy in your bed for years? How does that work? But I digress. Oh, speaking about the quote-unquote intelligence community, there was an article talking about they... um do not believe the Hunter Biden story. It said it's Russian propaganda. It was like a whole, like 18 people came out and said that. But now we know it's true. And we all said it was true from the beginning. So when you see stories that say the intelligence community, they roundly condemn Trump's actions. It's all bogus. It's BS. Who are these people? And what is their claim to fame? Like, why are they even right in the position that they are? It's just like believe the science. Who are these scientists? Why are some scientists believed and why are some scientists not believed? That's my question, but I'll move right along. <laughs> so shout out to Fang Fang, wherever you are. And there's a lot more Chinese spies over here because they, they caught the Federals caught Fang Fang when they were looking at a whole different spy. So she was caught up in the crossfire when they were trying to find somebody else in the same place. So it is what it is. Alrighty, and what else we got going on? Uh, oh, Anthony Fauci. Did you guys see um, Anthony Fauci <laughs> talking about, hey, you know what? 
black folks should trust the vaccine and forget about Tuskegee experiments, forget about Big Pharma, how they want to prey on people that don't have a lot of money, resources or intelligence so they can go do these trials for like no money, you know, $75 to get injected with some kind of strange vaccine. Forget all of that. Hey, you guys should trust it because a black woman helped to create it. It's like, really, is that the best you got? I don't care who created the vaccine. The The vaccine to me is totally irrelevant. Totally. It doesn't matter who created it. I don't care about the person. You know, if you're talking about medicine in general, it matters where it was created. I mean, if you're talking about a medicine that was created in China, I don't care if the recipe has been known for a thousand years. I don't want any kind of thing that I'm going to put inside of my body that comes from China. But that's a different story. You're talking about a vaccine. The person, the race of the person is irrelevant. What matters is, is it safe? You know, is it going to hurt me? Is it going to do something to me I don't want it to do to me? Am I going to get Bell's palsy when I take it? Because there was four cases of Bell's palsy from uh, the vaccine trial, if I'm not mistaken. They're talking about, oh, well, you know, it wasn't because of the vaccine. It's a thing that happens. The thing that happens. I think like I don't want to be part. I don't want to be the thing that happens. You understand? So I don't really care about the race of the person. And then it was also in the, in the Australian. I think it might have been the Australian vaccine trial. They had to pause it because the vaccine was kicking back positive HIV tests. So if you took the vaccine and you did not have HIV, it would kick back that you had HIV. But they said it was a false positive. Now, how do you have a false positive for HIV? When you take tests like that, isn't it like 99.9999999% correct? So how do you have multiple false positive HIV? What's in the vaccine that is kicking back HIV? I don't want that in my body. Why do I care that a black woman helped to create it? I don't care if she could be a whole space alien. She could be blue, green. She could be Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. I don't care what color she is. What matters is, is the vaccine safe? And also, what are the long-term effects? They're talking about the virus and how it has long-term effects after you catch it. Okay, if that's the case, then what are the long-term effects of the virus, potentially? What could happen to you, like, 20 years from now? Like, asbestos. Oh, asbestos is the best thing. Put it in your house. And it's, 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 a, it's a miracle, chemical, all this and that. And the third, now, you know, you got all these you know, TV commercials. If you were exposed to asbestos in the shipyard, put in an XYZ ambulance chaser. We're going to take 80% of the money, give you 20% back. That's going on right now. So I'm not sure that I want to have, that, that I want to risk my life to take the vaccine because I'm scared about the virus. The virus is real. People do die from it. But what's in the vaccine? I don't want to put that into my body intentionally. I saw that, uh, what was that? Like three former presidents, Obama, uh, George W. and Slick Willie want to take the vaccine to reassure to everybody, to reassure everybody that it's fine. I was like, yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead. That's your business. <laughs> you can do all you want to. If you want to take it, that's fine. Knock yourself out. Have a field day. If you got black women that want to take it because a black woman helped and in, not invent it, helped develop it. But me, I, I need a little bit more than that. I need some more reassuring. I need some more convincing. I'm not an easy sell like that. 
this whole identity politics thing with the vaccine, that's not really going to be the wave. You got to tell me a little bit more than that. You got to tell me about some efficacy that's behind what you're saying right now. I need some lab results. I need everything. I need the whole shebang. Okay, that that's pretty much how it is. All righty. Yeah, and oh, there there was one lady that had some kind of foot problem, like her her the heel of her foot was peeling off, like the skin was peeling. It was really weird, and she was saying, "Hey, the vaccine did this. Like before, I had the vaccine, this wasn't happening. Now this is happening." And then they're trying to tell her, though, "Oh, you you had a um you had a placebo, so it wasn't even the real thing. It was a sugar pill. You just got, you know, a dose of nothing in it." But okay, if I got a placebo. And it wasn't really the real thing. Then why is my foot peeling off? Like, what's really going on here? That's what I like to know. If I did not have the problem before the vaccine or before the placebo, why am I having it now? All they're trying to say is, no, 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 it wasn't us. Don't blame us. How do I know you're telling the truth? How, how can I tell that you gave me a placebo, not the actual real thing? Or you could have made a mistake and gave me the totally wrong thing. That can happen, too. That's called medical malpractice. That can be a multi-million dollar lawsuit. So to prevent a lawsuit, you just say, oh, you got a placebo and leave it at that. Because how can I test to see if I was given the real deal or a placebo? And they just want to put that out there and how the story go how the story go away. So it does not make them look bad. And so they, they don't induce panic in people. All right. Yeah, it's all a placebo. I don't believe it. I don't believe too much of anything anymore. You got to really prove it. You got to go above and beyond to prove it to me. I don't trust too much of anything. All right. And then what else we got going on? There's a few more things I want to get to. Oh, Kim Kardashian. Did you guys see the Kim Kardashian kerfuffle, the latest one? Well, Kim Kardashian tried to try to save this man by the name of Brandon Bernard. Brandon Bernard um, was because he did, but he was a guy that was on death row for like 20, 22 years, 21 years. For a crime he committed back in 1999. And the crime was, he was 18 at the time with, uh, I think, three other quote-unquote friends. And they're all black. He black too. They decided to kidnap and rob a youth pastor couple. Now, they were white, of course. And I'm going to get their names right, so I'm going to look it up right quick. I don't want to get that wrong at all. Okay. Um, last name Bagley. Let me see. Todd and Stacy Bagley. Okay, yeah. So Todd and Stacy Bagley, a married youth pastor couple from Iowa, were down in Killeen, Texas, and they had just left Sunday service. Okay, so they had just left church. Now they had stopped to use a phone, and when they tried to use the phone, here comes Brandon Bernard and his friends talking about, "Hey, we need a ride X, Y, and Z," and when they agreed to give him a ride, that's when Brandon Bernard and his friends pulled out guns and, you know, carjacked him, robbed him, and put him in a truck in their own car. And they rode around town for hours like this. All right. And Todd and Stacy Bagley were in a the trunk. They could speak through an opening in the back seat. And they were trying to plead with them to accept Christ into their lives throughout the whole trip. They were trying to do that, but they're riding around town for hours trying to get money for ATMs using their cards. Uh, one guy tried to pawn the wife's wedding ring. It was horrendous. And then when 
I guess they were done. One of the so-called teens pulled over and shot the husband and wife in the head. The husband dies instantly. The wife does not. The wife is injured badly, obviously, but she's not dead. Now, here comes Brandon Bernard. He has the job of destroying the evidence. So the car belongs to the couple and the couple, they're in the trunk still. He sets the entire car on fire in an attempt to eliminate the evidence. Now, the wife was found later with soot in her airway. That means that she was trying to breathe. And that means that the fire killed her. Now, some people are going to say, oh, well, she died from asphyxiation. She didn't get burned up by the fire, so he didn't burn her up. It's like, come on. Anytime there's a house fire, or usually when there's a house fire and somebody dies, they don't normally die from the flames first. They die from smoke inhalation because you can survive being burned all over your body. Okay, but when you can't breathe, you're going to die quicker from that because the fire is going to consume oxygen. That's what it feeds on oxygen. If you put a plate or a thing over a small fire, it'll burn out because it cannot feed itself. You've got to have oxygen. So the fire is consuming oxygen and it's creating smoke. And that's also blocking oxygen. So you can't breathe. You're breathing in smoke, no oxygen. You suffocate. That's how it works. And then the flames get you later after you already have been deceased from lack of oxygen. That's how fires work. So, yes, he did burn her alive and he burned the husband up. So as a result of that, he got the death chair. He got death row. He had been there since like 99, 2000, 20 years on death row. Here comes Kim Kardashian trying to save him. Oh, he's a reformed man. He didn't pull the trigger all this day and the third. Now, I'm not sure he was going to be able to get out. That might not have been the goal. It was just a matter of, you know, having a life sentence rather than death. But now nah, his Cody, first of all, his Cody already got death in September. So it was his turn in December. And she's reaching out to Trump and others trying to get a stay of execution on his day and the third. The media, they tried to step in and save him. Yes, the media. They're talking about, oh, well, you know, there's not been an execution in, in a federal sense. In 130 years of exiting president, all this debt. It's like, man, anybody worried about that? Okay, he did what he did and it's over with. The family of the victim thanked Trump and administration for not stepping in because they've been waiting for closure. 21 years, it's like, okay, you got to go. It is what it is. And people are attacked. They're attacked for that by saying, oh, you can't say you're pro-life and be for the death penalty. Like I said in my video, being pro-life is about the life of innocent people. Okay. It's like babies in the womb. A baby in the womb is an innocent person. They have no control over what's going on. They have no say so. They can't do anything to someone to uh, warrant their end of life. So that's what being polite is about. It's about innocent people. But if you are a guilty person, just like a prime example would be self-defense. If I have a gun on me, I'm minding my business. I'm chilling, hanging out, doing whatever I'm doing. Here comes another guy that has a gun and... He is coming at me, and it's a matter of shoot first, survive. I mean, I'm surviving. He got to go. Now, I'm still pro-life, but he had to go. I had to save my life. I'm pro-my life. I'm innocent. I'm pro-innocent people's lives that are not me. I'm pro-innocent loved ones' lives. But if you are not innocent, if you are a murderer or something like that, man, it is what it is, you know, 
hey, God can have mercy on you, but I can't do nothing for you. And that's just how it goes. So, yes, you can be pro-life and also for the death penalty. That's just my humble opinion. I think that I'm correct, though. If anybody thinks differently, I challenge you to a debate. Just be just be clear that I will wash you like dirty laundry. But I digress. Thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best. I could not ask for a better audience. Like the video if you enjoy what you're hearing so far. Also, subscribe to the video. Oh, one more thing. And talking about Dylan Roof. Oh, Dylan Roof. He, he was in Burger King. They get him Burger King before he went to the penitentiary. Okay, they got my chicken sandwich Burger King. Now he's in the penitentiary. And he's on death row too. Okay, he'll be dead soon enough. As soon as there's no more legal recourse, uh, no more appeals or whatever, he's gone. He's toast. Okay, Dylan Roof almost got two death penalty sentences. Okay, but since he already got convicted on the federal one, which was the more severe one and the one that's definitely going to stick, they allow him to plead in South Carolina to life with no parole. But the, the federal sentence is going to be carried out. They're not going to vacate the federal one and go with the state one. So, yes, he will be on the chair. He will be barbecue chicken soon enough. That's kind of how that goes. All right. Oh, oh thank you, Ace Marshall. You found me on the Jubilee video. It, it, the Jubilee video was a lot of fun out there in L.A. You know, I, I did not like L.A. when I was there. Not at all. But, you know, to L.A.'s defense, it was cold and rainy that day. You know, I'm looking for what I see on the movies, the, the palm trees and the sunshine. What I saw was rude people, um, just kind of like filth a little bit, uh, sogginess. I didn't like it. I need to go back there when it's a little bit better. And I'm not going to, you know, downtown. I want to go to the outer outer rim of Los Angeles. All right. And I don't want to live there. I'll visit and I'm out. All righty. We got super chats on deck. I'm going to get to those and then I'm going to get to the calls in a little bit. The number's in the box. I'll get to that in a few. Y'all just hang tight. And what else we got going on? Shout out to Apu Bakar Alpuff Daddy who says, God love families of Cannon Hennett, Sequoia Turner, Horace Anderson, Italia Kelly, David Dorn, David Underwood, Tamaris Bohannon, Bernal Tremel, Harold Preston, David McAtee, Chris Beattie, and Jose Gutierrez. See, those are innocent people that died. I'm for them. You know, he just named people that have died as well as a result of all these BLM so-called protests and whatnot. Like Sequoia Turner, eight years old, killed by BLM so-called protesters in Atlanta because her mom got off on the interstate and apparently took a wrong turn and was trying to turn around. But while she was turning around and leaving from that area where they had kind of like cordoned off because they're trying to protest, some guys from the crowd shot into the car. Just randomly, indiscriminately, innocent people. Yeah, I'm in favor of them. Not murderers like uh, the, the guy from Texas. I don't even care about his name. It's not really important. What's important is that the families of Todd and Stacey Bagley are now at peace or have more peace than they had a you know, few days ago. Apple Bucker, I'll puff daddy, also says, DJ ABL spending the hits. I like to request two live crews. <laughs> I ain't, ain't going to read that one. Dedicated to Democrat Rep. Eric Swalwell, Miss Fong Fong, love you long time, hilarious. Uh, shout out to a lady B0511 who says, we need to break up with this government and start fresh. Hashtag stop to steal, MAGA 2020, 12 more years. Good work, ABL and team. Thank you for that. Apple Buckle Allpuff Daddy says, ABL, last summer, I asked you, if it, is it racist 
for Steve Seagal to beat Jamaican Posse. You said, nah. Kerry Champion asked Jake Paul if knocking out Nate Robinson was racist. What gives? Affirmative action in sports. Now, the whole thing was crazy about Kerry Champion. And she was trying to, like, make it be a joke, saying, oh, we were just trolling and it was not meant to be taken seriously. But they were serious, in my humble opinion, because they kept asking the question. It's like, okay, you ask it one time, I answer it, it's a little joke, ha, 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 he, he, move on. But you want to keep on asking me? Why are you asking me that question? You must want a serious answer or a soundbite for your show or something. It's just dumb. I feel like they're trying to normalize um, saying that everything is racist. All right. <laughs> Matthew says, I'm calling her Thong Fong. Hilarious. Hey, a fraudulent slip. Call it what it is. Thank you to Pete Sangria, who says, MAGA isn't just about Trump. MAGA is a movement. We have to keep this spirit alive and keep making America great. Stand up to the liars in the media, the government, and everywhere. Yes, absolutely. I said that a long time ago. This MAGA movement has gone way far beyond Trump. It ain't just about him. It's about a whole movement, a worldwide movement, not just in the U.S. It's a whole movement, and you got 80 million, not 80 million, pardon me, but like uh, 75, a lot of millions of people that voted for President Trump, and we're not going anywhere, not at all. Shout out to Angela Jennings, who says, SCOTUS will pay for that in the long run. I'm furious with Comey, Barry, and Kavanaugh. Biden will pack the courts and they will lose their power. They were the last legal defense to save this country. There's still more that comes. There's still more legal action to come. Shout out to Jeremiah Jensen who says, shout out to you, ABO from West Virginia. Shout out to Doug V all day long. Thank you to Rascal D's V2 who says, get on Rumble. It's more popular. Also, YouTube isn't letting my messages come through unless I super chat now. Wow. Shout out to Omar Adams who says, how many years before the Kamala switch? How many years? How many months? <laughs> They're trying to switch right now. They're trying to switch. Like the Biden story is coming out. The Hunter Biden story coming out. And also his brother. That's coming out right now. So you're talking about a matter of months. It might, it might be before the inauguration if they make it there. If they, if, you know, if they, if they get past all the legal hurdles and get to the inauguration, it could be a switch before the inauguration. Shout out to Applebucker All Puff Daddy who says, shout out to the SEALs, Rangers, Green Berets, Delta Force, Marine Recon, Pararescue, and Night Stalkers. Please don't let Democrats steal the election. Shout out to James M who says, Trump take vaccine on live TV Christmas Eve. Is that right? Is he going to do that? Well, hey, shout out to him. And you know what? When he um, took those drugs, when he had the virus, that was an experimental thing. It wasn't even like this is tried and true. It was an experimental type situation. So, he was a guinea pig back then. I say, hats off to you, sir. I'm not going to be a guinea pig, but if you do it, then I got nothing but respect for you on that one. Uh, Matthew Phillips says, referring to your earlier video about Biden yelling at those people, where were their spines? Are these people the same people shouting, I can't breathe and say her name and BLM left his chains? Uh, yes, the same people, the very same people that are so radical and so progressive and so anti-establishment will get screamed on by a 80-year-old white man and say nothing. Hilarious. Vandy5000 says, found your streams during the election. Huge fan now. I do, an, I do find a laptop story pretty interesting because I own an electronic super repair store. I have changed our policies just because of this story. Wow. That's serious. Not a band account says, the Constitution is dead. You would say courts are a farce. Nobody, thank you for your donation. Thank you to Doreen, who says, love you, AB, I love you right back. 
Talk Turner Jr. says the so-called intelligence community and their gaslighting and projection is an oxymoron, just like how many progressives are in fact regressive. Black Lives Matter is another oxymoron of a name. There you go. Uh, let me see. Stephen Hightower says Tuskegee syphilis. Several more says Trump is rise. Don't bow. Don't surrender. Love you, ABL. Mandatory Carey says at work, but hashtag keep fighting. Justin Gold says Kavanaugh and ACB sold out the country to CCP. They turned their they turned their backs on Trump, America, and most importantly the Constitution. Enjoy twenty five more justices. Wolfgang Dio says speeding as a primary citation is unconstitutional. Twenty over in a school zone is reckless, but twenty over in nowhere is not. Defend this. Defund this enforcement. Karen M, thank you for your donation. It says, hey, you. I appreciate it. And shout out to Kevin Samuels, my man. Hey, Kevin Samuels in the chat. You guys, Kevin Samuels, his channel is blowing up right now. Some of the best content on the internet. You know, it's like relationship-oriented, you know, self-improvement-oriented. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff and you enjoy a really good quality stream, with some excellent lighting and camera work, man, go to my man Kevin Samuel's page right now. You know, you you gone viral, you know, over the past few days. I know it's crazy, man. Yeah, your inbox blowing up. People are calling your phone crazy. You know, you get all kind of angry emails from the PhDs. Oh, Kevin, if you're listening, I was talking about the, the virus vaccine earlier and how Fauci was saying that it was black woman that created it. Guess what her Twitter hashtag, her Twitter name is Kizzy PhD. I'm not, I, I'm not lying. If I'm lying, I'm flying. K-I-Z-Z-Y PhD. And don't nobody harass her. Don't, don't, don't do that. I just want to make that, that point. Her name has PhD at the end on Twitter. Hilarious. And shout out to Shifu RC who says, show the Trump entering Navy versus Army. The next has a short clip epic. And Ryan Walker says, do you think Texas will secede from the U.S.? Uh, that's possible, but not anytime soon. If they secede, then I think it'd be a lot later. You know, and really, they'd be going back to their roots. Because remember, Texas was a republic at one point, and they joined the U.S. later. But if, if, if it gets to the point we're talking about secession, there'd be, like, it, it'd become, we'll become balkanized. There'd be no more cooperation between the states. Everybody be off in their own little silo doing their own thing. And I think I think before any states secede, I think states will break up. California will break up in the different little parts because it's too big right now, honestly. They'll break up. And so I think there will be internal movements for us and national movement. It would be individual states wanting to break up, just like what it was with um, – Virginia and West Virginia, before the war happened, there was a movement in Virginia to have West Virginia be its own state. A lot of counties were very far away, separated by the mountains, because, you know, I grew up in Tidewater, like right on the coast, right on the East Coast in Virginia, but I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. It's, it's night and day, not even the same. It's, it was far, even driving down with interstate. So imagine how far I was trying to get there by stagecoach or whatever, or walking, Take you days and weeks. So all the attention was on Tidewater. And if you were out in West Virginia in the mountains, you pretty much forgotten about by the bureaucracy out there. So they wanted to have their own movement for them. And they took the opportunity during the war to do it because it, it seceded 1863 from Virginia 
and then they joined the Union, and they had slaves too in West Virginia, which is why this whole thing about, oh, well, the Union didn't have slaves, BS. But anyway, if you're allowed to secede from the Confederacy in the Union during the war with slaves, then was it about slavery or not? Nah? But I digress. All right. Thank y'all for being here. Yet again, you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. And um, let's get to the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1. I mean to myself. The number is always in the description box. And you can call in through Skype. There's an email for that in the box. That'll be right here in the bottom left-hand corner. All right. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, yeah, I think it would be an internal movement for secession. California, um, I'm not sure about anywhere else. What other state would want to break up aside from California? Maybe even Oregon or Washington State. Virginia might break up. Again, I think Virginia at one point was bigger. It had Kentucky, too, if I'm not mistaken. It had Kentucky. It had parts of Maryland. It had D.C., it had West Virginia, it had all of that. And then Maryland and Delaware, all of that, it just kind of formed. So maybe I'm wrong about that. But, you know, I think as as time progresses, you're going to see a more, you're going to see a different state. And then you also may see some territories leave the U.S. or try to become states. There was a movement to try to make Puerto Rico a state, but that might not necessarily be a bad, I mean, a good idea because of the tax situation. They they might they might end up um they might end up being worse off by being in the state. All right. Matt, what's going on? Yeah, what's happening, man? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Hey, uh, did you hear what that Santa that wouldn't give the Nerf gun to the boy? Uh, did you see the video of what he said to the little girl? No, what happened? This little girl wanted a baby doll, and he said, no, your mom can get you one, but I'm not going to get you one. You get an abortion. I'll get you an abortion. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, this, uh, this vaccine, uh, um, I, I, get, I got some infamy a while back. I refused the anthrax vaccine, but I've been trying to do the math on this. Uh, it being made by a woman of color, which I think is like super important. Like, why don't you think that's important? <laughs> because I don't care what color the person is. Does a virus um, vaccine work or not? That's what matters. Oh, oh, <laughs> that matters. Uh, <laughs> that well, I heard that anybody white that takes it can say the n word. <laughs> wow, hilarious! Oh my god, sorry, I couldn't say it with a straight face, but. Uh, no, I ain't taking that thing. I mean, skin falling off of people's feet and all that stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, I'd rather get COVID than take it, to be honest with you. And because COVID, I guess you're immune. I mean, Rand Paul's walking around the Senate floor without a mask on and all that stuff, uh, you know, because he actually got it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I did think you were... There was a little while I thought you were calling her thong fong. <laughs> you kept saying it. And I was like, I was like, dad, Gabriel's uh, really digging in on this girl. Uh, <laughs> she's, 
Uh, but, man, that's all I got for you. Love the show. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, we good. All right. Thank you to Matt for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And you guys know the drill. The number to call, 434-658-1220. The number's always in the description box. There's also an email for Skype. You can be right there in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. That is always in the box. All righty. Let's go... 832, you're not allowed. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Heather in Houston. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. Hey, I wanted to um, kind of help you out a little bit with that Texas lawsuit. Okay. Can I, can I give you a little bit of a uh, background on it, on what they were alleging? Go for it. Okay. Um, and let me preface this. I'm not an attorney, but I... I'm a paralegal, so I've studied the Constitution somewhat, um, and this is what they're basing. So the U.S. Constitution um, begins, we the people of these United States, in order to form a more perfect union, blah, 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 do hereby establish this Constitution. The Constitution has seven articles. The first article is establishes the legislature. The second one, the executive branch. The third, judicial branch. And I'll just stop right there. I won't go to the other one. Let's go back to the first article. They estab that establishes the legislature. That's Congress, House of Representatives, and the Senate. That is the lawmaking body of our government. They create, they write, create, and put into effect the laws of our land based on what the people have told them. Um, the uh, executive branch executes the laws. The judicial branch judges the law. They use the law to judge. So back to the legislature. <laughs> so in the legislative branch, they also put under that article that it is the legislature that decides where, when, and how elections are to be held. Now, this is, it's also interesting to note that the U.S. Constitution establishes that each state should have a similar form of government with a legislature that establishes their elections. What the Texas lawsuit says is the states that are in contest that they were suing did not follow their state constitution and having the legislature decide the rules of the election and therefore did not follow the U.S. Constitution. Because when they chose to use mail-in ballots, the people who chose to use mail-in ballots were not legislatures. They were executors. It was the governor and the attorney general in each of those states. Okay. They did not have the power to say we're going to have mail-in ballots. That was not part of their enumerated powers. They overstepped their bounds. That should only So my, my question my question would be, who, who decides if they can have mail-in ballots? Who would be the people that decide that? The state's representatives. The state representatives and the state senators. Okay. Not the governor, not the attorney general. 
that's the problem. And because they broke the law of the land, which is ultimately the Constitution, Texas was saying their elections, entire elections, should be declared illegal. Okay. And it's, it's, it's all right there in the Constitution. I mean, it, they, the case was there. So, okay, I, 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 got, I, have one, I have one more question. So since yes. the, the Supreme Court, they didn't take up the lawsuit, is there a different avenue upon which this matter can be seen as far as any kind of legal issues with that? Well, like, like I said, I'm not a lawyer. Okay. Certainly not a constitutional lawyer. But something occurred to me today. They didn't dismiss the case. They, they just said they weren't going to hear it. Right. So, so, so could it come at, back? At time. That's my question. I have that same question, too. Could they come back later? And here's what I'm thinking, because this has nothing to do with Sidney uh, Powell's lawsuit. I'm thinking they were setting aside the Texas lawsuit because they want to bring Sydney's lawsuit up. I, there's something in Sydney's lawsuit that I think may have some greater teeth as far as maybe some punishment. But I think there, I, your question is mine, and I'm wondering that. All right, well, well, we'll see. Well, I thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Don't give up hope. From what I hear, this fight is still on. And there's still many avenues to be explored. Gotcha. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get to a few more here. 573, you know who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Uh, Tyler. All right, man. What's going on? Hey, I've been listening to you for about a year now or so. Picked up on you and Jericho and... And of course, uh, Brandon Tatum and others, and you're doing a fantastic job. I, I spent about 17 years in radio back in the 90s, 2000s, been uh, following politics since 1994. And I've got to say, I think some of what's been going on here lately is probably worse than anything we've ever seen before with the uh, suppression of the Hunter, you know, email, I would say emails, rather his uh, video, the laptop, it, it, the dealings with China, all, all, of, all of these other things, just absolutely uh, terrible but more importantly, what we're seeing out of the media, uh, having grown up in the 70s and 80s, I kind of saw what was called by some years later as the satanic panic, where people used to fear rock and roll music and Ozzy Osbourne was supposedly satanic and Dungeons and Dragons was detrimental to your kids. And we'd see these occasional assaults on the pop culture like He-Man and other cartoons because they had sorcery. Well, let me tell you, the game that your big tech is playing and I realize this isn't maybe a fully equivalent example, but the game that big tech is playing, particularly Facebook, uh, Twitter, rhymes with SH Twitter, you do the math, uh, <laughs> YouTube, by suppressing all the information, this is absolutely insane. And they are everything that those moralists back in the 1980s who were talking about backwards messages and rock and roll music, they are every bit what they thought those people were and then some, and they are to be despised. They are a cancer on this nation, and we've got to do something about this. They're suppressing free speech, and this is nothing new under the sun, but they are everything they despise about all those people I grew up with as a kid 
those people were chunk change. I haven't heard from them since they were complaining about Harry Potter in the early 2000s. It's time we get something done about this. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but we're, we're at a crossroads here. Yeah, I hear you, man. But I appreciate you. You guys are doing fantastic work. I'm somebody who's followed uh, the likes of Rush Limbaugh, Hannity, Levin, and others. And I want to tell you and Jericho, the Hodge twins, Candace, so many others, you guys are the future generation who will follow in the footsteps of those guys that we've got out there on talk radio right now. Well, thank you for that, man. It means a lot to me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Love you, brother. Wow, great call. Excellent call. Very good compliment. All right, let's get to a few more here. All right, Skype caller, who am I speaking to? Skype caller, hello. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me, caller? Oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't... I'm listening to you at the same time. Yeah, turn it, turn it um, off, please. All right, can you hear me? Are you well? Hey. Okay, so I am in Washington State, and... Um, Pray for me. Yeah, it's hard to hear and, that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I come from like a military family and law enforcement and everything. And uh, we had a an American flag outside that got torn down first week that I lived here. Um, and I am curious to know what you think, you know, just throw your Jesus two cents in, um, what you think we could do as a small conservative community, um, I guess, in the hippieville that we're in, um, to protect ourselves besides the, the Second Amendment. Um, do you have any words of wisdom? Um, or should this union thing happen and then we just live in the dirty south with each other? <laughs> well, I mean, if you kind of like outnumbered, in a particular place, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to ask yourself, it's like, all right, is it is it worth us trying to be here with all these people that don't really, that don't really like us in general? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a question you got to ask yourself. Um, mm -hmm. People are leaving a lot of times because it just, it, it just becomes a place where you can't live anymore. And, yeah. you know, every day I see new plates out of state. The, the traffic is getting kind of crazy out here. East Tennessee, they're going to Nashville, mm -hmm. they're going to Atlanta, they're going everywhere. It's kind of Dang. a double-edged sword, though, because a lot of people that are leaving are not conservative like us. They're liberal. They just they don't even mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't understand why they have to leave. They don't <laughs> understand why they're paying crazy amounts of money in taxes and why the neighborhood is bad and why drugs are everywhere. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. So they leave and yeah. vote the exact same way. So it's kind of a double-edged uh, sword. But um, yeah, go ahead. No, I understand. I yeah, understand go ahead. That. Um, yeah, so the, I guess the, the big issue is, um, like living here, the, even the cop, I, I meet all the cops and stuff cause I want to know who's got guns around me. And, um, I, I had mentioned the American flag and she had said that, um, well, she warned me. So when you have a law enforcement officer warning you about having an American flag up, um, that's when I know we have issues. And so I, I mean, my family's in Louisiana and I have discussed it with my husband about going there and just braving the storms. Um, you, you say it right now, um, uh, in Louisiana, my Louisiana. family's, okay. yeah, my grandpa's a judge there. So we'd be in good hands. Um, 
but the the problem is you know is it smart to run away from it as opposed to facing it head on like what what would jesus do type thing <laughs> well i mean like even in the former of this country people left Europe yeah. because of what was going on there and they wanted to you know find a new place for themselves and they wanted a better life for themselves and even the mm -hmm. immigrants that came over like in the early 1900s Ellis Island they were looking for the same thing you know the Italians yeah. the Irish and the Polish and everybody else they came over here for that reason so you know if they left and pe people leave they, they move around they migrate it's not always smart mm -hmm. to stay in a place where you're just not welcome anymore, where you're not having the, where you're not happy, where things are crazy expensive and it's just not a good quality of life. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. like even in a neighborhood, you might have lived in a neighborhood for a long time, but then it begins to change. Crime goes up, everything mm -hmm. is starting to go bad. You could stay mm -hmm. and live in that or you can go to a better place. It's all up to you. Okay. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, I'm going to Louisiana then. I will wish me luck. I'm going to learn to swim. <laughs> all right. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, shout out to the caller. She has some good questions. It's like, you, you don't really want to run away from it, but it's like, what can you do? If you're outnumbered, people are moving in all the time. It's more liberal, more liberal, more liberal. You get all kind of laws around you that are, it's like, what are you going to do? Now, if you have kind of 50-50, you got a fighting chance to be able to try to get some things done that can help you. But if you are the lone conservative around the sea of liberals, it's like, you can stay there and do with it, or you can go somewhere, a better place. Like I said, a lot of the immigrants came over here from Ellis Island, all of that. They left. They came to a better place, a better opportunity. Why can't we do that within our own nation? That's just my humble opinion. But I I'm going to just say this to anybody that wants to leave California. Please do not vote any kind of way liberal at all. Don't be calling yourself a libertarian and still voting for liberals. No, no, no. Uh, here, here's the best advice for you when in Rome do as the Romans all right if you want to come down here you want to come down to the south you gotta you know you gotta fit into the to the environment don't don't try to make Georgia blue now you didn't you know defeated the whole purpose of, of leaving but you guys are perfect you would never do that so I'm preaching to the choir at this particular point in time but if you are a liberal watching this understand what I say is true all right you might hate California right now. You might not even understand why. You leave and go to North Carolina or somewhere. Same thing with New Yorkers. I used to hate them when I was a kid. They come, oh man, Virginia sucks. This slow was born. All right, go back to the Bronx and smoke crack for a living. But I digress. All right, 434-658-1220. you're on the line. I'm going to speak it to. 334, hello. Hey, ABL, what's up? This up, Zero. I saw zero, man. What's going on? What's up, man? I I don't see how you do it, man. Cause I, I'm upset, man. I I I didn't do nothing. I fixed. It. I'm all upset, man. I feel like this whole election thing, man, got me kind of a little upset. I just, I just I don't know, man. I just I'm angry. I've been angry this last month. Um, I live in Atlanta. I know the cheating. I've gotten text messages. I get mail every day for this election that's coming up on the fifth and it's just frustrating because i know they cheated i you know i, I really yeah i want to whoop somebody's ass man i'm, I'm real angry <laughs> that's how i see how you do it because i'm not calm like i feel like the supreme court is afraid to stand up and do what needs to be done clearly they have completely ostracized half the country by stealing this election and it's, it's as if 
I, I you know, I don't know. If they if, if the Supreme Court doesn't stop this, the Republicans will never win another election, ever. Because they're gonna go on as business as usual. This was a fair election, which means Joe Biden can talk. That's why he was talking to um those, you know, Al Sharpton like he was, because he doesn't need anybody in there. He doesn't need the Democrats. He doesn't need anybody. He knows we can cheat and win any election. I have free reign to do whatever I want to do. There is nothing you can do to stop me. And that's how he sounded. That should piss everybody off, but it doesn't. That angers me. When you can see a video of people literally pulling stuff out, suitcases, knowing they stole the election. I'm, I'm sitting right there watching you steal it. And you tell me that that ain't still an election. I want to slap fire from somebody. <laughs> really, I'm angry. I want to put hands on somebody. I know that's probably not good to say, but that's where I'm at, man. That's how I feel about it. You do? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. I understand how you feel. I do understand how you feel because, I mean, anybody can see what was going on with this election. And then the crazy part is that they're trying to say that Joe Biden got 81 million votes and Barack Obama had 70 million in 2008. 85. 85 million. 85? He got 85 million. It's yeah. no way. Like, mathematically it doesn't make sense and then they want to say oh well you know it's a bigger population in america now nah, that don't that, that it doesn't explain it because obama had 70 million or right right around that in 2008 and went down to like 65 million in 2012 and then trump had about 64 so you're gonna get right around 70 65 million six million on the low end you're not going to get 85 million and then get uh, have the other guy get seventy-two million? It the, the numbers don't add up. But what should anger you is that the the Supreme Court and everybody knows this. The Supreme Court are cowards. They're cowards. They're afraid. Clearly, this yesterday what they did shows me they're afraid. They're running. They don't want to flip it because they don't want the the backlash. They don't want the anger, the hatred, the vitriol. They're afraid. And because they're afraid, the Supreme Court is about to be loaded with five other liberals. Because they're afraid. They're about to probably push all types of evil. The Democrat Party is just pure evil. It's just from from abortion, everything godless that that we see in this country, from the removal of prayer, the removal of God, the removal of you can't even say Merry Christmas to people. Democrats. They are so evil, people are graduating in their districts from high school and can't even read at a third grade level. If that that's just in the twenty first century. This is where we are. And it's just, it angers me because I, you know, I talk to people, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I try to, you know, do what I do on my channel, but it just, it really rolls me the wrong way when I see this type of stuff. And I made a video yesterday talking about it, just, just going in on this whole subject about the way he was talking to Al Sharpton. It, it burns me up because I know what is, I know what the next four years will encompass and probably the next 20 years because they're never going to lose again. If you don't stop this election cheating now, and they blatantly, obviously cheated. Who's going to stop it in the future? Nobody. And the Republicans are too scared. That's, I'm angry at the Republicans. Uh, Kemp over here in Georgia, they're cheating. They're either cheating and on the side of the Democrats, or they're afraid and cowards. And the few state senators, and uh, I'm from Alabama. I literally know, I'm from Alabama. There's a woman in Alabama that's a known drug dealer that is on the state rep, that's a state representative. And people vote this lady in. So this is the type of evil. Like, I'm, I'm looking at other countries to move to, man. I'm dead serious. Like, I'm looking at other, I'm thinking, like, where can I go? 
that was fun. I, I can't raise a child in this environment with what's about to come down the pipe. I have a business, man. I, I teach IT. I teach database development. This guy's getting in in his first 90 days saying he's going to do unlimited visa, which means he's going to bring in all these Indians because Kamala Harris is Indian. He put an Indian tab on his website, Indian American, which you rarely see. I'm like, why didn't you do Nigerian American? Other countries. You're going to choose India because you're going to let them take all the tech jobs. This is the stupidity of our people in America that, that support this guy. And so yeah, I only, I, a part of me wants to be upset at the people that support him, but they didn't really get him in that. They just, he cheated and got in, which makes me even more upset. I would, be, I would feel better if America just voted him in. I'd be upset, but I at least could feel better. But to know that he cheated and to know that everybody's trying to go on, like, oh, he just lost, no. See, that's, and some, look, man. I see some violence coming down the pipe. I'm not inciting it. I'm not condoning it. But some some got to change. Something has to give. There's no way. I was When I saw that yesterday that they rejected it, I said they're a bunch of cowards. And they're not going to They're not gonna come down on Trump's side in the Supreme Court. They're I, I, I got to ask you afraid. this, though. I'm, I'm asking you this. Do you think that there could be any other legal action that could come about in the, in the time to come? Because the whole Russia thing took years. That's about three years. So do you think that there could be any more action that would come after this? I mean, no, because he, he's going to be president. So why would, why would there be any action against the guy? We know he's thought out by China. We know he's going to pretty much put fossil fuels on us while being a part of a company that's digging for fossil fuels and claiming he cares about the environment while China runs roughshod and do whatever they want to do. And he's going to ensure that they're able to do it. They pretty much bought this guy. He's a security risk. He should not even be allowed to be the president. He should not be allowed to get the, 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 the security clearance to even walk in the White House. This guy's a danger to America. Black, white, I'm black. I don't care what you say. Trump is the greatest damn president we've ever had in my life, I've ever seen. And he, I mean, he did shit. Excuse my friend. He did stuff that I didn't even think could be done. So for me to see that and then to, for people to turn around and say he's a white supremacist, and I'm like, name it. Because this guy talking to Al Sharpton, if that ain't a white supremacist, I mean, his arrogance. Man, I, if I was in that room, I would have just, they didn't have to hold me back. <laughs> I'm not going to let you talk. I'm a grown man. You ain't going to talk to me like that. Like, he was talking to them like children. Yes. There's no way. No way. No way. That pissed me off as a black person. Since, even though I don't even, I never appointed Al Sharpton my leader. But for him to have the attitude as the president, I, I blame Charlemagne, the Breakfast Club, all of them were giving Trump donkey of the day. You, you said you weren't for Joe Biden, but you supported him every day. Him, Dale Hughley, all these different people. You're the reason this guy has this attitude. You're the reason he talks to black people like that. Every time he gets around people, you can tell he hates us. That man has a, a serious disdain for Africa, no respect. And I promise you, I don't have that much patience for people like that. I promise you the Secret Service would probably have to kill him. Because I promise you wouldn't talk to me like that. And the fact that Al Sharpton, I don't have no respect for him. None. You let that man talk to you like a fool. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I would have been trying to jump through that phone on his ass. Like, who the hell you think you're talking to? <laughs> I just, I just, that just, that's the way I feel about it. I'm, I'm upset. I'm not even a Democrat. I'm upset at the way they were talking to him. Every time he's gotten, the, you add this up. From the way he talked about us, called the jungles, called people super predators. 
you add that up with the when he was on the Breakfast Club, the way you don't trust me, you ain't black. That show, I knew then. And I said he has a level of disdain. He doesn't respect us. But he said black people don't think about their votes like Hispanics do. Lack of respect. And he said, I nobody can do, nobody can say they've done anything for black people. Like I'm like, man, you the only person think that. Don't nobody black think that Joe Biden has been a warrior for black people. The fact that Al Sharpton was up there kissing his salon. Al, I'm sorry. Al, Al got one foot in the grave. You look like a sucker. You look like a cowardly, weak sucker. Because if he'd have said that, man, let me tell you something. I wouldn't have cared if he would have never had me in the White House. I'd have cussed him clean out. I would have cussed him clean out and prominent and would have threatened to whoop his ass if he'd had a problem with it. You like, man, I just, that's just me. I, I, just, I, you, I, I ain't built like that. I'm with you, man. I'm, sorry, I'm a little. I'm upset. I had to vent tonight, man. I, I, I figure, man. <laughs> hey, people are saying, how can they see your channel, man? Like, give, give, you know, give, give your channel the shout out right quick. All right, sub sub zero three six three nine. They flagged me. YouTube has come on my channel and tried to refute me about the election. Every video they coming in the comment section. Literally, YouTube comes in my comment section and tries to refute what I say. Wow. Sub zero three six three nine. I didn't even know YouTube could do that. Yeah. Sub zero three six three nine. One word. You'll see the uh, Booker T. Washington avatar. Um, hey man, keep doing what you do. I had to vent tonight because I'm I'm angry. When I saw that yesterday, I was really I, I've been angry. I've been kind of snappy this last month anyway. That's I, why I, I hadn't really been making as many videos because I really I could almost I could get in the fight real quick. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry, man. I, I hear you, I've been man. praying every night. I've been trying to pray about it because this is not good. It's not. Well, thank, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. All right. All right. Shout out to Sub Zero. I, I let him give some more times. I felt that he had to go ahead and get that. And I know Sub Zero, so shout out to him. Y'all go ahead and sub to me if you're not subbed already. Sub Zero 3639. I put that one more time in the chat if you guys are not able to catch it right quick. So, Sub Zero 3. You got all the heavy hitters. You got, you know, a nice little crowd. We had some stars. We had Kevin Samuels earlier blessing the stream. Sub Zero. And all you guys calling and watching. And if you're not like the video yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go like the video right now. And also subscribe. And click the bell while you're at it so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Everybody call 817 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Zorro, how are you, ABL? Everything's pretty good, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm fine. First of all, I just wanted to say I really loved your uh, video on the woke Santa that touched my heart, and I shared that with my dad. My parents are very liberal. They're what they would, what you would call yellow dog Democrats. They'd vote for a Democrat even if there was a yellow dog on the ticket. <laughs> but um, I, my dad, he, you know, he went around with a pellet gun and stuff as a kid. And there was a lot of fields and stuff that are now developed, and so I think maybe that I don't know if that'll cause a crack in the dam or not, but. The party he associates with is not the party of JFK. <clears throat> not not at fact, all. It's way different. Yeah, that um, Adam Walensky, the speechwriter for Robert Kennedy, did an article at Politico saying he was voting for Trump because the Democrats are now the party of war. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was back when Hillary was talking about bombing Iran. Yeah. Anyway, but I love that woke Santa video. That was a great one. And to the last caller who was so angry, um, yeah, I can uh, I can understand the. It bothers me that the media keeps saying that there's no evidence because the evidence is 
uh, I don't know. To me, it's obvious. <laughs> you know what? It, 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 it was the same thing they said about the whole um, Hunter Biden story. There's no evidence or Russian disinformation. But now we know what we knew from the beginning, which is that there was evidence and it is true. It's the same thing going on here. Yeah, we, uh, you've seen videos of uh, the count going up for Biden and down for Trump by the exact same number. Yeah. Like 19,000 votes, and his vote total went down. So as new votes come in and they're updating the vote totals, how is your vote total going to go down? That right. doesn't make any sense. And it makes me wonder if they made the fraud just so obvious on purpose to send a message to any rich mavericks out there that are thinking of following in Trump's footsteps, you know, being another Ross Perot type or whatever, that are entertaining the idea of coming in and upsetting their apple cart in D.C. This will send them a message that we own this place, you have no chance, don't even think about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about all I had. I'll keep this call short, but it's great to get you on the phone. It's I enjoy your show. Uh, I love you. I love Patricia Dixon. I love Black Conservative Patriot. I love everybody on the team. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. You have a good night, sir. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more. All right. Let's go. 484, you don't know who I'm speaking to. 484, hello. Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Hey, um, sorry about that. Hey, uh, hey. Okay, he hung up. I don't know what happened. I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, you got to get your phone together, sir. Get some more minutes on the Obama phone. No, I'm just playing. Let me go to the next one here. Okay, let's go. All right, call it 517. You're in the line. Who am I speaking to? How you doing, ABL? This is Toons from Michigan. All righty, man. What's going on? I just questioned. Do you ever watch a channel called X22? Yeah, I was on there one time. Oh, really? Yes. They got a thing on there called Christmas Layoff. Have you heard about it yet? You said Christmas what now? Layoff. No, I've not heard about that. What happened? Were Trump sending everybody home on Christmas Eve? No, I've not. I don't know anything about this. So Trump said everyone hold on Christmas Eve. He's sending everybody home on Christmas Eve except for Homeland Security. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it's uh, they, they got a. I don't know what the heading on it was, but uh, they've got a thing on X twenty two, and saying that if uh, there's there's supposed to be a picture floating around on the internet somewhere of President Trump going across the Delaware, <laughs> like George Washington on Christmas Eve. <laughs> wow, it's wild. Yeah, I guess the, the, the crap's going to hit the fan because he's been pulling people out of uh, the Pentagon. And getting rid of, I don't know if they're dissidents, I don't know who they are, but they've been pulling them out of there and he's putting other people back in. But we're going to find out real quick. Oh, yeah, we're going to see, for sure. Uh, I just happened to see something else today, too, that um, the, the death rate over the last six years has actually went down this year by almost 100,000 people. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? And and the, and the crazy part is that they're saying, okay, well, the reason why there's less deaths from the flu is because of masks and the distancing and also staying at home. But yet they're telling us we're not doing it enough because the virus keeps going up. So I'm just trying to figure out which one it is. Like, is it working or is it not working? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be on the same page with those experts who say these things. Did Did you see Washington today? Washington, what Washington Post or what? D.C. Oh no, what happened? Oh, massive people oh, there. Massive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. I saw a bunch of the the rallies and the the you know some some yeah. of the skirmishes. I saw some of that. Yeah, I saw a lot of that on social media. Yeah. Did you see what happened in China yesterday? No. They've been flooded. Massive floods. Hundreds of thousands of people drowned out. Now, what, where were the floods the exactly in China? Was like was it like a big city or a remote area? Oh no, it broke one of the biggest dam they got. Ah, uh, the the G A N G E Yangtze, Yangtze. Yeah, yeah, it blows it out. Oh, it's a lot of people down. Uh, he's trying to get money through USB. He needs tons and tons of money, and they ain't gonna give it to him because they don't have it. But he's gonna try getting it from Biden. Uh, of course, of course. All right, it's man. crazy. Yeah. Hang on to your money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have a for good sure. one, sir. Thank you for the I call, man. I love your show, man. Love you. Have Thank a good you, one. man. Bye. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to some more here. Let's go. 570, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? 570, hello. Hello. Yes, caller. Who am I speaking to? Oh, I'm sorry, ABL. I, I, I had you on speakerphone. Uh, spokes. Uh, I talked to you the other day about um, uh, you're gonna need an ambulance. Uh, an ambulance? Yeah. Uh, when when you're talking about the 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 lady boy that's uh, a reporter now. Oh, you're talking about um, uh, what was that? Uh, Bob Tur. AKA Katie, well, uh, yeah, Zoe. Yeah, Turner. you got it. <laughs> right on, nail on the head, right there. Yeah. But how you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm hanging in. I just got done work. I didn't expect to get through, actually. So, I uh, just want to say I really appreciate the show. And how's everything going in uh, Tennessee? Well, everything's beautiful, man. You know, all this, you know, mass mandate, all that stuff, man. We pretty much do whatever we want out here. We're not really, we're not so restricted and no lockdowns. Restaurants are pretty much packed back to normal. So, I mean, things here are pretty much normal. Yeah, I'm I'm up in PA, so, you know, I, I, I saw your uh, moderator on John Ward's channel. Okay. Actually, that's how I picked up on you, you know, world champions and all that. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Good man, you know. Absolutely. But um, I I don't know I had, I had so many things in my head now and it's like I got the shock of the the, the phone call finally went through now it's like <laughs> it happens it's all right man. I, yeah I I I, for, I I forget everything I, I want to talk about but um yeah I'm, I'm uh a truck mechanic so I talk to truck drivers all the time and everything like that and things are getting crazy out here you know now I heard about a, a strike or something that. Some guys are going to do that, you know, some of the truck drivers. Have you heard anything about that? 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what they're saying. But a lot of guys, they, they didn't save up their money. So, I mean, the guys that did, they are talking about that. And there's other guys that are like, I, I'm just going to have to show up anyway, you know? Right, yeah. But if, there, so if, there's, it, if, there's, it, any, if there's any disruption, it's going to be an issue. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, like uh, um, I saw the other day, there, there, there was a couple guys, their fuel cards didn't work and everything like that. And they're like, yo, we were trying to get fuel, but the goods are going to sit there, like, and, and they'll spoil, especially reefer trailers and stuff like that, like where stuff has to get refrigerated, you know. Or, like, if they show up at a distribution center, they'll get rejected if they're, like, past the date where they're supposed to be delivered. So, uh, scary times. I I don't really know what's going to happen, you know. Well, I think everything will work out. You know, I got a feeling things are going to work out for the best. It's just, you know, one thing that the left didn't do last time is stop fighting. They, they, they lost. They got stomped down. And I think that we didn't lose, but they lost fair and square. Um, but they, yeah. they, they, they always, they did, they, they exhausted every single option and then it might've went down the wrong turn and did something dirty, but they all, they exhausted every single option and we can't just, we, we got to duplicate that to a certain extent in my humble opinion. Oh yeah. You, you're, you're entirely correct there. Yeah. But 80, 80 million votes for a guy that, like, I, I, we saw the rallies here in Pennsylvania and it was, uh, it was, there was more pumpkins there than there were people. At his rallies, though. <laughs> right, exactly. And every, everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody I talk to, I talk to a lot of people. I mean, I, I have some, some liberals around me, but not a lot. There's, you know, and they, they have no questions. They just, they just turn up their volume when you, when you start get, hitting them with facts. They, they just shout you down. They're like, oh, well, this and that, and socialism would be great. What, what, what Margaret, Mar, Margaret Thatcher said, socialism is, is great until you run out of other people's money. That's right. Yeah. Right on. Yep. So, well, all right. I, I didn't expect to get through. I was just like dialing. It, it went through. So, but great to hear from you. I, I wish you the best. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you for the call, man. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good night. All righty. Good call. Let's get to some more here. And we're going to go. Hold on. For for you to allow him to speak to. Hey, sorry about earlier. I accidentally my phone had disconnected. Oh, all right, man. What's going on? Uh, not so much, but um, like what that guy just said, the one who just called in, he was right because Joe Biden had a rally out here in uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, and there was only ten people there, and it was depressed. Nobody showed up. Nobody knew about it. <laughs> By the time people found out about it, that it was a rally going on, they weren't going to show up anyway. And he was already gone. <laughs> they didn't lock down nothing. It was just a normal day as usual when he had his rally. And you know what? Wow. The, the, the crazy thing is that um, people said, oh, the reason why the Biden rallies were empty is because of the virus and social distancing and people didn't want to violate. Yeah. But, but see, the, the problem is nobody watched it online either. If everybody's at home and they social distancing and they're quarantining, where they could turn on that laptop or their phone or their desktop computer and watch what they didn't watch because they're not interested. So that, that lets me exactly. know that there's a red flag that needs to be examined because the interest wasn't there. So how how does the vote match the lack of interest? I don't see. Exactly. And and then I saw it on Fox News. It, it, there was on Fox News when Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, or Joe Biden would speak. First of all, 
Joe Biden didn't even speak for that long. He hardly could stay up there. He didn't stay up there for even an hour before somebody else took over. Mm-hmm. So then the live stream is filled up with Trump 2020, just all kind of negative comments. And I was just watching the entire live chat, just Trump 2020 nonstop. Even when Obama was speaking, nobody was interested in Barack Obama. I saw Obama on the street corner talking for uh, Biden, and it was like nobody was interested. It wasn't even a thing. And, and the crazy part about Obama is that even some people in the Democratic Party are starting to disregard him. People like AOC, all of them, they're coming out publicly yeah. speaking against him. That was unheard of a few years ago. But this new group of people, yeah. they don't care. It's like, man, we do whatever we want. We got the followers. We got the control. You're nothing. Exactly. I, I saw that, too, because um, he was saying, he said, when you say defund the police, don't say defund the police. And AOC, Han Omar, they were, like, talking against them and all that stuff. That's and right. Just, and another thing I wanted to say, I was looking up, I was watching uh, Frontline. It's a documentary from by PBS. And uh, I stopped watching because they didn't tell all the facts about Trump. But they were saying something interesting about Barack Obama when he first became president. A year after he became president, the economy just tanked. And all these protests down Washington, D.C., everybody was just protesting down there about the economy. They lost their jobs, businesses. I was like, wow. I didn't hear much about this. Well, I was a, I was in middle school when that happened. So, oh, see, you know what? I was I was really you know out there, you know, doing my own business, making money. I'm 36, so right when I voted for yeah. Obama the first time in 2008, unfortunately, because I was still yeah. on on the left. But um, yeah, when that happened, like in 2007, I started really getting money in my business. I started really taking off. I'm like 23, 22, 23 at the time, and then yeah. here comes 2008. That's when things started to kind of go down. And by 2011, three, three friends of mine all went Chapter 11 bankrupt. A friend of mine had a business for 20 years, a brick-and-mortar business, bankrupt. Another friend of mine had a printing, uh, printing shop with a big press yeah. and all of that, vinyl, bankrupt. Everybody was broke 2011. And that's when the red pill hit. Because I'm like, wait a minute. I thought hope and change. But look what we got going on. He destroyed the economy. It was crazy. Yeah, and uh, and another thing, I noticed around, I was still in high school, but I noticed around 2011 there was a lot of weird things going on. But then I had looked, like, a couple months ago, I had looked back at some videos of unemployment. down in, I think it was down, I forgot where it was, Atlanta, Georgia, somewhere down in the south. The unemployment line was so high. The unemployment was so high back then. They said there was people outside waiting outside for 12 hours out in the hot sun. They were there at 5 a.m. early the night before waiting outside the unemployment office until it opened. And then when they say the first opened, they were just running. They were, it was like a, a, they were like a freaking flash mob. They were running at full speed to the unemployment office to be first in line at 5 a.m. Doesn't that sounds crazy? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even surprising. And when I was in Virginia, I forget what year it was, but they had, a, um, a, they had open a section eight voucher thing and it's only like once every night again they do it like once a year or something like that but they had ten thousand people outside in the sun no shade trying to get a section eight voucher so they can go live at a place for a cheaper amount of money ten thousand people in the city yeah it's small hundred thousand people ten thousand people in the city of a hundred thousand yeah i saw that i saw that too and i was like why was this? I remember asking myself, "Why is there so much unemployment? What the hell?" I, my, the first, my, the first thought that came to my mind was, "What the hell is the government doing? Where there's so much unemployment?" Now it all makes sense because 
he had did something with, I forgot exactly what they said he did. He spent all the entire money on something else that didn't work out. I got to look back. At, I got to look at that again. But with that last guy who was ranting about what Joe Biden said to talk, the way he talked to Al Sharpton, I'm I'm not surprised because I, when I first saw Joe Biden and when he first said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, I knew right then and there he was racist because I've been around racist people. I just He just gave off that vibe. I could tell he was racist. And when he kept saying more racist things, it's just like the only thing that surprised me is like the fact that he said on national television and people were like, they're acting like they didn't hear the shit. I'm sorry for cursing. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, and, and, so, and I'm told him what, and I was like, and if he actually gets in office, like Brandon Tatum said, the people who helped, not, I'm not mad at the people who voted for him, the people who helped cheat, helped him cheat to get in. They won't, They should get what they deserve. I hope they, they get it the worst because you're going to risk a felony to help somebody get an office that don't care about you, that's not going to pay you. It's crazy. Totally and, crazy, man. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and one more but thing. I got, I'm sorry, but I'm out of time on this one. So I thank you for the call, got man. It. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. Same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. But, yeah, that, that whole thing of horse move, that was in 2016. That was in 2016, and here's some pictures from that. I'm going to show you this. It might, it might not have been 10,000, but it was several thousand. Okay, so they were they were handing out 75 – hold on. Let me make sure I got my facts right. They were they were handing out 70 – no, they were, they were handing out 700 um, applications. So you might not have even been able to get in. They had out that many applications. You might have had some of those people get into Section 8 and some not. And if you don't know about Section 8, Section 8 is a government program that allows you. It, OK, you can live in a house. Like, let's say the rent on the house is like fifteen hundred dollars. The government will pay a certain percentage of it and make you pay the rest. All right. So you might pay 10 percent, 5 percent or whatever. You know, um, I had a cousin that was paying like fifty dollars in rent. And couldn't make that, which is crazy. Different story. But here's some pictures from that particular incident. Um, let me see if I can get my desktop cap working the way it's supposed to. There it is. Okay. This, this is a crowd. 700 vouchers, applications, and the crowd is deep like this. This this is wrapped around the block. All right. And that's, that's a, a little bit. It's kind of hard to see. But you can get the general gist of what's going on here. You know, it's it's packed from the window to the wall. All right. And you got. It's it's all the way down the block. Cars lined up. Cars, as far as I can see, all the way down the street. It was crazy. People were fighting. For Section 8 vouchers. You know, not not no free, not free cash in it. Vouchers. All right. I'll get it some more calls here. The number to call 434-658-1220. And let's go. All right. I'm I'm answering these. Okay, let's do this. Now I'm gonna see you online. I'm speaking to. Hey, it's Tom. How are you doing in Georgia? All right, things good, man. How about yourself. Oh, I mean, you can find stuff to complain about. It's an interesting world we're living in. Especially yeah. in America, but um, it, it was crazy. I, I felt like it was the most excitement 
that I've seen of Joe Biden in the whole 2020 like campaign race, like getting angry today. Like that was weird to me. Uh, well, you, you mean, you mean in that video stuff? where he was speaking to the, the Democrat, the black Democrats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, the I don't know. I mean, the anger. It was almost a, a, a angry excitement. It was weird. You it know was, what? It's, it's, that that could be part of his if he if he has some kind of disorder that could be a symptom of the alleged disorder, you know, getting excited and angry like that, getting triggered for no good reason. I mean, once again, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. The doctors can't really say what the doctors are should say. Like, I'm still like waiting for some science on the the masks and what masks do and when you measure parts per million of the way the bacteria and different chemicals and things, you know what I'm saying? When you, you go and you're like spraying in a paint boot, you don't just wear a cotton mask or a bandana. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's not going to be sufficient for you to protect yourself, but somehow to keep the chemicals out of breathing. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And even Fauci himself said that it's not really going to help you. You said that earlier, but now all of a sudden he changes his tune. I'm not really sure how your your medical advice would change because of politics. I don't know how that really works. But sci- once again, science is interesting, but science, I think the way science works, you do something, you test it again, you, you, you do a process and you say it works and certain things can change in a process, but still like do they work or not? I, I, I'm not really sure. Like, if, if they, like, stopped the flu, I think we would have been wearing them every year for the flu. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I mean, they're just little things that you, like, look at. and and, and But that's not everyone pays attention to the stuff that me or you or – but I think people are being more observant to stuff. Like, they're a little bit here, a little bit there. They kind of like, oh, oh, this doesn't really make sense. Like Joe Biden, Joe Biden, brother and son, or they've been in investigation for a year. That's new news to me. No, like it's not new news, but the news doesn't report it. Right. So it's, it's hard to know what's real and what's not. And even with all the lawsuits and investigation, I was kind of surprised about what happened with the. Supreme Court shutting down the the Texas lawsuit and stuff, but it's all a process, and I'm not a legal scholar or historian in any aspect, but I, I like paying attention to it all, and that's, that's what's cool of what you do. You just share a lot of information, what's going on, and you're educated and understand stuff, but you're learning every day, and you're just sharing information, which is awesome. Like That's what should, people should be able to do. It's America. That's right. And I feel like we we should be able to talk about stuff. And when information gets suppressed, see, now you're getting into, you know, historical things in the past where that same thing was done for a particular reason to keep the populace dumb, to keep them blind, to keep them uninformed. So they're better able to be controlled. And we don't want that to happen. We want to inform populace, whether good, bad, ugly or whatever. Give us the information. Well, keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. I've, I've talked to you a, a handful of times over the last few months, and it's always been good, and I, I enjoy all the callers. Everyone's got so many different perspectives in different states. I'm in Georgia. I told you last time I called, my girlfriend got four of the mail-in ballots for the Senate runoff, and for the you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The special election, but it's kind of like, well, if 
the first election wasn't good. Why is this one a month later going to be that that much better? I, I'm 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 really confused as to how. I guess it's more safe, secure. It's it's better. I mean, if I know multiple people in the state of Georgia that they're just sending multiple mail-in ballots to, what does, is my vote even going to count? You know what I'm saying? I understand. I can show up in person. I can show my ID, which should be normal things. That, I mean, it takes so much. I mean, I bought a few like weapons last few months. Bullets are expensive, but you got to do certain things. Like my address was one thing. I had to give certain identification that my address had changed to purchase a firearm. You know right. what I'm saying? But even firearms, what you can do in different states, it, 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 there's so many different rules. I couldn't imagine like being in California, New, New York, and what you can and can't do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy, man. But hey, I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, ABL. I'll catch you on the flip side, man. Keep doing what you do. All right, now. I appreciate it. All righty. Let's get some more on the line. 716, you on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, brother. Um, how are you today? Doing pretty good, man. Can't complain about yourself. I'm great. Um you know, um, I found out there's a lot of people of great spirit like you are, and they live this life, and they doing things. I actually met a lot of neighbors that um, filing lawsuits against... Uh, I'm, I live in New York State. You probably see it from uh, my um, uh, phone number. Okay. And um, we file in a lot of lawsuits against those Democrats and uh, the ones that are doing bad things to business and economy of New York State, uh, you know. And uh, Cuomo is like, he's got to go. We're going to file another lawsuit against him. Now, do you guys think that he has a lot of support in New York or not? Because oh, he ha he no, he has a lot of support, definitely. Uh, he has a lot of support uh, from uh, government officials, not from people. Got you. That, that's very simple. It's like not from people, but from government officials. And it's very simple. Uh, well, the only reason why I called in and I didn't call you in a long time. Um, the only reason why I wanted to call you in, uh, thank you for what you're doing. God bless and God bless your family. That's all I wanted to say, actually. And then I went into politics. Um, you're doing a great job what you're doing and god bless you god bless you no matter what no matter what you think of me i'm i'm a little bit drunk again and all right come on come on caller come on come on let's 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 not do this how about how about how about we do this thank you for your call man definitely appreciate it thank you very much uh thank you very okay no no drunk calls please <laughs> 
I mean, what we like? All right, look, man. If you're gonna be drinking, you could, you can, you know. What I mean, I don't know. You, you you could do something else, man. Don't don't call the show when you're drunk. All right, that's that's what the lady was doing. You know, I did a video about the lady that was um threatening Trump supporters. She was drinking in her video too. I mean, right at the beginning of it, it was weird. It was like she kind of like ducked off to the side and had her had her drink and was just like, you know, like I, I could see you, lady. You got the drink right there in the shot. You got a whole big drink right there in the picture. Stop it. So yeah, uh, don't get on the internet, so on social media, or whatever, when you're drinking, because you know you might think you sound great. You sound like um, Diana Ross singing, but you sound like uh, Rubber Ducky. You understand? But I digress. Let's get to some more calls. Y'all are wild, man. All right. Three, three, one. Your line. I'm speaking to. Three, three, one. Hello. Who is this? I'm sorry. Is ABO? Hello. Oh, geez. Hi. Sorry. I was just watching the TV and I got a little confused as to where I was. Yeah, turn it off for me, please. Um, uh, yeah. The reason why I'm calling is because I've been really thinking and reflecting on everything going on right now in our country. And I can't help but to think that maybe if we would have fought as a party or um, just as a people ahead of time, we wouldn't be fighting so hard now to get our freedoms back, to get everything that we're losing back. And um, just disconnecting ourselves from uh, from parties and starting to really pay attention to who we are electing and hold and more accountability. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that um, it, sh- it should have been going on a lot right after the like during the election, then right afterwards. We're focused on, you know, I think they were kind of like keeping us distracted with this whole Russia and all this, you know, all this crap that they were doing, all these antics. And behind the scenes, they're trying to get stuff like this set up that they're doing. And then they unveil it now. It's like they're building a whole big masterpiece in their mind while keeping us occupied with some of the smaller things that don't really matter at the end of it. But I really feel like us as a people, we drop the ball. Our leaders drop the ball. We got lazy. And I mean, if we would pay attention to what's going on in other countries and seeing what they're, you know, doing here in America today, there were signs and we didn't stand up and we didn't do enough. And we didn't pay attention to the Republicans we put in our party. The Republicans in our party right now, a lot of them are not doing us any favors. And they're not fighting for us. So when do we as the people start to hold people accountable? When do we start saying, hey, if you don't do your job, we're watching. Because we haven't been doing that. Americans haven't been doing that. And then we have, you know, we vote in these Republicans. And I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote in Republican. No, we're not paying attention. We're not listening. We're not saying, okay, what have they done for us before, before we put them in these seats of such importance as a nation right now, everybody should, everybody 
should we be, be reflecting on what they've chosen and what we continue to choose and how we are not paying attention. And that's why we are where we are now because nobody paid attention. And um, I've, I've distanced myself from both parties, Republican, Democratic, um, and I'm going forward with every election, little or big, and I think people are starting to see that right now, even in our school systems, that we need to pay attention. And I guess that's my message tonight, especially to people listening. Just because it's a Republican and you're Republican, you better, you better be watching. Because they've made a fool out of us. And we, I just feel like, hey, we got lazy. We just want to go to work every day. We want to feed our kids. That's all. We don't, we, we don't want to be bothered. We just hope we're voting for that right person. I'm with you know you. what I mean? I got you. Well, I, I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All righty. Thank you all for calling. You guys are the best audience on the Internet. I'm going to get to a few more here. Uh, the show was from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. So we got a little bit more time to go. 402, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? All right, 402. They, they got cold feet. I don't know what happened. 469, who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. Yes, hello. Who am I speaking to? My name is Renee, and I'm calling from Texas, and I just want to say I'm a huge fan of you. I wanted to ask, and I don't know if you've already spoken about this, and the reason why I wanted to ask specifically had to do with some of the information in regards to the findings that were, I guess, withheld that the team, the Trump team, had did to with those 22 voting machines. They did the forensic work on that, and we did not really get a lot back on on that, but there's been some information kind of floating around the Internet that there was incriminating and specific, I guess, data that related to foreign interference and how that relates to the bill, or not the bill, but the executive order that Trump placed back in 2018. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know anything about the, the data or that specific thing. I heard about the executive mm-hmm. order, but I don't know a lot about it. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't either. And I was wondering if you'd heard anything or if you'd caught up or. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look of... into it because I've, I've been hearing about that, but I need to look into it to know, to learn more. Okay. Yeah, I know. I just think it would be an interesting avenue as to maybe he can pull something out with that since it kind of falls into that category for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you have a lot of people that want to speak to you, but I just want to say thanks so much for taking my call tonight. I'm a huge fan. I enjoy all of your shows and keep up with the great work. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. You take care. All righty. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. I've been hearing about that, but I don't know a lot about it. You know, I got to be honest with you. Okay, let me go to the next one here. 402, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Hi, am I on? You're I live. I I was. I'm sorry. Yeah, turn, Hi, turn the speakers off for me. Just turn, turn, just, just turn the stream off. Don't, don't mind the stream because it is a delay. Just talk to me on the phone. 
Okay, sorry. <laughs> My name is Mary. I'm from Minnesota. There's a few things that a lot of people... Go ahead, continue. Okay. There's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know about. Um, a lot of your stuff that's going on with BLM, Antifa, everything else. I was a minister in your prisons for four years. These guys are actually recruited from the prison. You had your Muslim Brotherhood basically came in, recruited them, put money inside of their commissaries. And when they came out, they were already trained in there. And when they came out, this is what we have now, BLM. You mm -hmm. have, and I know this because my niece is one of them. A lot of the stuff is going on with the fraud on our election. I got with our postmaster, USPS.com, if you go on it. That's how they were able to go and get the different addresses that you see out there. Every time you move, you get a packet from USPS.com. And this was verified through the postmaster. And, yes, I called the 800 number, and I put it all through. I also had death threats, asked where I was living, where I worked. I own a trucking company, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the thing is, is I've seen a lot of the stuff going on. We watched as we had no, by the way, no COVID in our town until BLM came in, by the way, a month prior to election. And then suddenly our COVID rate went out the roof. The Midwest was totally clear. If you watch how they've moved around, and also postmasters out here have all contacted, I know I'm friends with all of them, contacted them, and the 800 number also put it into the fraud. I don't think everything's being put out there. I don't. And if you want to find out, you know, black and white always proves everything. You can sit there and go to every commissary that was in the prisons because most of your prison systems are not state and government. They're actually privately owned. Yes. So most of your guards are felons. So you can look at the commissaries because numbers never lie. Sorry, still got to hold on to that for seven years. And go you, back. You, you know and look what? At that. One thing. One thing about it is that a lot of these people that have been caught up in Antifa, where they get arrested or they get hurt, injured, is always some kind of criminal background. Like the whole thing with Cal Rittenhouse. Everybody that he had shot had a criminal background. All of them. Yes. And that's just it. I actually witnessed it. I've witnessed it. I watched what was happening. I watched what was done. There was actually a girl that was killed because when she came out, she didn't go with that person and do what she was supposed to. What they did was they preyed upon the ones, men and women, that their families wanted nothing to do with them. Nothing. And those were the ones they preyed upon. And they spoke the language. They were actually taught it. And the prisons allowed them to go and switch for their religions. And actually, that's how this was done. Uh, yeah, I know a little bit more, and I'm supposed to. <laughs> right. But the thing is, is if you look at everything I'm saying to you, this is not a conspiracy theory. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. And by the way, I worked for NSA back in the 80s, and Hillary Clinton should be doing 25 years. Well, there you have it. I thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you, too, and thank you for taking my call. You have a blessed day, and God bless you. All right, now, God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, great call. Yeah, the whole thing about them, you know, going to the penitentiary, that's what, that's what they do with, with, um, with Islam. 
you know, that's why they call it Prislam, prison Islam. You got a lot of guys that go to the penitentiary, get locked up, and then they come home with all this inshallah, all this, that, and the third, because they learned that in the penitentiary. That's why Mike Tyson went, you know, remember when Mike Tyson got locked up for the rape charge back in the 90s and they came home with a kufi talking about hamdallah, all this, because he got exposed to it in the penitentiary. Malcolm X, watch the documentary, I mean, the movie about him from Spike Lee. Once he goes to the penitentiary, well, he was already, well, when he went to the penitentiary, when he was Detroit Red, when he was pimping, he went to the penitentiary all of a sudden, inshallah, I come out, I'm Muslim, now I'm in a nation of Islam. That's how it goes. That's generally how it is. So that's, that's no surprise that you recruit BLM and Antifa in the same way. It's the same situation. You get vulnerable people, you give them some kind of protection, give them something, and then boom, now you're in Antifa, now you're, in, now you're a Muslim or whatever the case may be. All right, it's Cape Caller. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, ABL. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. No problem. What's, what's, what's going on? Yes. Yes, uh, man. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for this platform that you've built that has given Americans the light to talk about situations that concerns them. And what I appreciate about you is that you have a lot of patience towards your callers. So I commend you for that. Oh, because yeah, got to do it. Yeah, because a lot of Americans are starting to believe that they don't have a voice. Almost on every social media website, they are silencing the voice of the people. You know, and Thomas Jefferson, which is the third uh, president of the United States, I believe someone can correct me on that one. He said, um, on matters of style, swim with the current. On matters of principle, stand like a rock. The founders predicted what's happening right now. I call I called in last time and I, and I said this was an organized crime, but I'm going further than that. This is a takeover. I don't know how long this takeover has been en route, but everything that is happening right now was organized and planned out. It's obvious to the people who stand for freedom. It's obvious to your amazing audience that's watching you right now. They plan all of this out. And the sad part about this is that they believe their media, their video games, their celebrities, and especially the school systems have brainwashed Americans enough and they have confidence that America won't, will not stand up. Literally, they are debating in universities right now about if a man is actually a man and if a woman is actually a woman. Teachers telling students that there are a thousand genders and we should use proper pronouns. That's what they're talking about in, school, in universities right now. What American, what happened to American man is that they have fallen asleep at the gate and the enemy walked right through the door. They've calculated and planned all of this out, ABL. But what they don't understand is that God also calculated and planned. This is why we still have American man like you and woman whose hearts still bleed red, white, and blue. And the liberal democratic mindset and party is just another wall that will come down like the wall of jericho you still have people from all different races genders black white asians who love america and still have the image of god beating on their chest the same god who parted the red sea to free his people the same god who enabled samson to kill a thousand philistines with just a bone and the same god who was willing to lay down his life for us. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10, 39, 
he who finds his life will lose it, and he, he who loses life, for my sake, will find it. All I'm saying is that don't complain about tomorrow if you are not going to fight for today. And I've seen people who went on death row with, with less evidence than the evidence that they have for you know, the, um, what's going on right now. They've literally killed people for less evidence than the evidence that people have fought over. I just think that right now Americans need to stand up. It's in the hands of the, the American people. So I thank you for this, for giving me a chance to talk about this, ABL. Thank you so much. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, bye. Great call. Excellent call. You know, spot on, straight to the point, accurate. I can't say nothing else. Very good call. All righty. So let me see. Let's get to some more here. Oh, like the video for me, please. If you're not done so already, hit that like button. Also, if you're not subscribed to me yet, go ahead and subscribe and click that bell when you're at it so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. So hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button. Do all that for me if you're not done so already, and then you'll be good to go. Uh, if you are subscribed to me, check to see if you are still subscribed because people are saying, hey, ABO, I'm subscribed to you, but then they unsubscribe me. So double check to make sure if you are subscribed. And if you are listening to this on your favorite audio streaming platform, thank you for that. If you want to hear this particular show on your favorite audio streaming platform, it'll be available Monday morning right around 8 a.m. And a link for that will be in the box. I'm available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever. But let me get back to the calls. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. Let's go... 580, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Kelly from Oklahoma. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good about yourself. Oh, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I have been I have been so upset with, you know, somebody said the Republicans, you know, I'm to the point where I don't even I don't even believe in two party system anymore. I, I just think there is one party and it is called the establishment. And we have been fooled and sold down the river to think that you have the Republicans and Democrats. And, and it is so evident right now with those who say that they are Republicans or conservatives or whatever they say they are. And then they're not. They don't have the courage to stand up. They don't have the courage to do anything. And just like our um, Senator James Langford from Oklahoma, I emailed him a letter and I said, you know, this, what is this junk about let's give Hunter Biden, you know, intel briefings? He is not the president elect yet. And I get this form letter back about it is the customary, da da da, you know. And I told him, I said, this is not a regular, a, a regular year. And there's one or two things going on. Either you are being, you're stupid about the corruption or you're a part of it. And I have checked your name off every time it has been on my ballot. And now I look and I say, okay, so either you're, you're too dumb to know what's going on or you're a part of it. Either way, the result is the same. Mm. And we do, we're, we're, I'm done. I don't, we don't need politicians anymore. We need, we need patriots to stand up and say enough is enough. Regardless, it's past Biden Trump. This is about the, and you know this, I am preaching to the choir, but I kind of know you're the amen corner, so I can do that. Mm -hmm. The thing about that, I, 
the way I understand the executive order is that within 45 days of the election, I believe it's the attorney general, if somebody correct us in the box below, um, <laughs> is supposed to give a report if there's been foreign inter- intervention or or whatever you call it on the election. And so, um, you know, I heard somebody say today that kind of like the sessions and Trump thing was maybe optics that they were fussing, but really something else was going on over here. And I don't know if that's what's going on, you know, with the attorney general, but what happened, uh, the previous caller that asked about the uh, Dominion voting machines, and they definitely showed that it was percental, you know, fractional voting, that attorney general classified the information immediately. And so the results now are classified. Okay. So what does that tell you? Well, what do you think? Tells us all. Well, it tells me all I need to know. It tells me that, I mean, if they were 100% sure and they knew that their person had won fair and square, they would be saying, pull back the covers and let the light shine, baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but, but that is not what is happening. And so, you know, I think it just, I think there are, you know, uh, things in the courts at more avenues. I believe that. But at the end of the day, it may have to be it may have to become a military matter. I doubt that it will get to that point. I think that you'll be able to get through the court system. It's going to take a while, though. People kind of like are a little impatient. Remember the whole thing with Russia took years and they found nothing. I think that um, this this whole thing is not going to be over so quickly. And it's not even just about Trump or Biden or anybody else. It's about the integrity of the election. I think locally, we still we still got to keep our eyes on the prize because you still got to vote local. You still got to vote all the time. Locally, things aren't as tainted as they are on a national level, especially in the smaller places. We got to keep focusing on that and we got to keep focusing on the integrity of the election. We don't want to become Venezuela or some banana republic. We can't just let it go if things don't go the way we want right now. We got to keep this whole thing going. It's the same thing the left did last time in 2016. They kept on going. They kept getting defeated, defeated, defeated. And they they may have done something improper here illegally, allegedly. But we have to take some of that same type of tactic and not let up. Keep it, keep, keep putting the foot on the neck and don't give in because what they want on the other side is for us to give up so then they could do whatever they want. But thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Been mishearing, miss talking to you, but I've just been busy over here fighting the fight. Oh, it's all righty. Thank you for your call. Okay. Bye. All right, let's go to my next one here. All right. All right, call you online, 757. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, Mr. Logan, Chesapeake Bob here. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. First of all, I wanted to uh, say I'm, I'm terribly sorry about the tragic boat accident that you had. <laughs> yeah, all, all my guns, they just, you know, it, it, the, the, it was a crazy boat accident and all my guns are lost. So, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a shame. Also, actually wanted to thank you for exposing me to 
some different callers that call into your to your platform. They have different ideas that I probably would not think about, and I wanted to give a particular shout out tonight to that caller sub zero thirty six thirty nine. Yeah, sub zero. Yeah, shout out to him. Now I'd never heard of him before. However, I did quickly forgive me, please step away from your live stream and went and checked him out a little bit. Now I'm going to check him out a little bit more, but apparently he teaches IT skills to young uh, blacks in and around the Atlanta area. Correct. And I understand, I understand what his passion is now because I don't know. Have you ever heard of an H1B visa? Yes. Okay. For your callers who don't know what that is, it's basically a visa that allows foreigners with high IT skills, in, in the most part, to come to this country and fill jobs. And before Trump restricted them, there was a lot of competition between Americans who have IT skills, such as him and my daughter, and in uh, foreigners who could come to this country under an H-1B visa and basically drive the market price down to something that, you know, I could go to work at McDonald's and, and make the same amount of money. Correct. But, but Biden has apparently kind of on that phone call that he had earlier, roundabout way, basically said he's going to open those floodgates up again. So I understand why Sub-Zero has the passion that Jericho Green has, because he's out here apparently busting his hump trying to teach young African-Americans around Atlanta how to become very well-paid IT technicians. And basically all his good work, Biden is going to undo with an executive order. So mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know, I didn't know if your callers understood why he has that passion. It makes good sense to me. Absolutely. So I just wanted to, uh, as you know, by now, uh, I like to call in and, and give a little logic myself, and I will look more into this gentleman. But uh, I wanted to want, wanted to know what your thoughts were. Where here we have a group of young African Americans who, you know, sacrifice, get a, a marketable trade skill. I mean, a highly marketable trade skill, and now we have somebody that they voted for that basically wants to say, nope. I'm going to undermine that skill altogether. So why do waste their time? Yeah, I mean, people a lot of times don't even really know what they're voting for. They don't they don't understand really what's going on. That's part of my that's part of my job is to tell people about, you know, the, the particular party they vote for, the platform they're voting for, so they understand. People just vote sometimes because they think it's tradition, think it's what they're supposed to be doing. They don't understand exactly what they're voting for, and they don't understand what the results are going to be until it actually happens. So, you know, it, it's going to be, if, if everything goes like the way they say it's going to go as far as Biden, then it's going to be uh, a definite, uh, a pretty tough lesson to learn. Anyhow, I actually wanted to call in and, and just kind of kind of build people in on that. And, and I, again, I do appreciate all the different points of view that you have on your show because, you know, they steer me down a path of knowledge. Well, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Talk to you later. All righty. Great call. Let's get some more here. 
Let's go. Six three one. You're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, hi, Abia. How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Okay, I wanted to chat about a few things with regard to the electoral college. Um, first, I just wanted, and maybe you spoke about this in other calls, but uh, what do you think the reason is that uh, the state legislatures in the disputed states aren't uh, um, exercising their prerogative to appoint Republican electors or to refuse to send Democrat electors to the uh, Electoral College? Well, I don't know anything about that. Is that legal? Can they do that? Well, under Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, it says, Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives. So, in other words, the legislature is what can send the electors. It doesn't have to listen to the governor. It doesn't have to listen to the courts. It doesn't even have to listen to the popular vote if they feel it's corrupted. It just says the legislature is the final word. So, in other words, if the legislature hears, you know, there's all this fraud and they see enough smoke and they go, okay, there's enough smoke that there's probably fire, we don't have to listen to this corrupted popular vote. We can just choose our electors. And in all the five states where there's the major dispute, you have Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona. Each one has a two-house legislature, and each one is run by Republicans with a majority. So I'm just curious, do you think it's corruption, stupidity, cowardice? Why, if the legislature can send Republican electors in the event of fraud, why not just do it? Well, that's a good question. I really don't know why. I mean, I feel like there, there could be a lot of different reasons why. It could be corruption, it could be stupidity, it could be cowardice. Uh, I think if they were to do something like that, that they may be they may be afraid of any kind of social unrest, any kind of civil unrest. That that may be what they're afraid of. Aside from that, I really don't know. Okay. Now there was something else I wanted to mention. It's a little more in depth with regard to the same issue. But in the twelfth amendment to the Constitution, what it contemplates is that um, the state legislatures, or I'm sorry, the, the, the electors, they send their electoral votes to the Congress, and the 12th Amendment says they shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for as president and all persons voted for as vice president and the number of votes for each, and then they sign and certify it, and they transmit it to the seat of government, so they send it to the, to the Congress, and it's directed to the president of the Senate. In this case, it's going to be Michael Pence. And it says, the president of the Senate, Mike Pence, shall, in the presence of the Senate and the House, open all the certificates, and the votes shall then be counted. And then it goes on to say, the one with the most votes becomes president. So, believe it or not, the Congress can reject defective electoral votes. And this has happened a few times in history. I think the last time it happened, if I'm not mistaken, was 1872. In 1872, uh, a bunch of electoral votes showed up, um, and this was an election where uh, Grant was, was uh, seeking re-election, and for his opponent, received a bunch of uh, votes that were rejected for a few reasons. It's not, it's not important to go through the reasons. Well, like, for example, voting irregularities, accusations of fraud, and some other reasons, but it didn't matter didn't matter because Grant had received so many electoral votes that those few disputed ones he didn't need. So believe it or not, 
Um, and I don't and I don't understand how this process really works because it, it happens in front of a joint session, and Mike Pence is going to be opening the votes. Theoretically, the the the, the votes from the disputed states can be rejected. Um, I just don't understand the process for it, though. But I know that it's been done before. Okay. And and one other thing, in 1824. So well, this is a real historical issue, and a lot of people probably learned this in high school. But in 1824, nobody got a majority of the electoral votes. Mm. Back then it was less than 270, but nobody got a majority. And it says in the 12th Amendment that in that case, that the House of Representatives chooses the president. Now they choose it, each state gets one vote. And it turns out a majority of the states in the House have a Republican majority delegation. Um, so if, for example, and I don't know how if this would necessarily work, but if, this, if at the joint session, Mike Pence and the Republicans can somehow prevent Biden from getting a majority of the electoral votes because of the dispute, that's provided the legislatures don't fix it first, and it gets kicked to the House of Representatives, then, as it happened in 1824, the House chooses the president. Now, the question there is, you know, Pelosi's running that chamber, so will it run like it's actually run in the past? You know, uh, would Trump get a majority? Uh, would it be a fair vote there? But there is, there is a narrow path for, for Trump to pull it out. It just it requires, one, the Republicans to do the right thing and to not be cowards. And and uh, I just don't know if that's the case. Well, yeah, maybe you, have some you, you, you lay you lay a pretty good um case, but it time I guess time is going to tell. I mean, if we get to January and you know it's inauguration time and they've not done it, then we see what their decision was. Right. I just to me it boggles my mind that Republicans are in such a good spot to have both. You no, know, there there are five states. With two House legislatures, Republicans own or, or control both of those houses in, in all five states. The legislatures aren't doing anything. The courts, they, there are plenty opportunities for judges to do the right thing. They don't. And now the question is, will at, at the last second, will the Congress do the right thing? And uh, I don't understand why the Republicans are always so afraid of themselves and always back down to these crooks. Uh, and uh, they're either dumb or, or cowards or corrupt. Uh, I can't think of anything else. The only one that seems to ever stand up and fight no matter what is Trump. And everyone else, the, the voters came through for him, but the institutions let him down. I think the GOP is a big part of the problem. It, it make, it's, it's a very, it's, you make a very good point, man. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you again. Have a great night, ABL. Thank you. Great call. I mean, I can't I can't argue against what he said. He laid it out pretty, pretty well, pretty, pretty plain. So very good call. All right. Let's get to some more here. 704, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Um, hello, my name's uh, Grayson Schaub. And I was just wondering, so what are your thoughts on the COVID lockdowns? And since cases are rising in my state right now, do you think they're working? Uh, I think the COVID lockdowns are so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, and the, and the silliest thing is when they have like curfew 
It's like, what's the point of having the curfew? Right. And then, you know, they, they got one in Virginia from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. It's like, what's the point? Why? And then I think somebody well, asked him that at a press conference talking about Ralph Northam. And he was like, well, it's common sense. And Mama always said nothing good happens past 12 a.m. It's like, that's not an answer. You're talking about something that you're trying to enforce with the police. You need to tell me a real answer. It's all it's all silly to me. And it's not working. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I thought it was to maybe deter people from going out to bars and such. Um, you know, maybe like if there's like a 10 p.m. curfew, it would maybe deter them from, you know, going to bars. Do you think that would work or? No, nah, because you got bars that are open, you know, like in Virginia, the bars close there too. So what's the point having the 12 right. p.m.? You see, like you, you can go to the bar before 12, <laughs> you know, and you got you got sometimes where people go into the bar in the daytime. You got strip clubs open in the daytime and people going to restaurants, <laughs> stuff like that. TCI Fridays, Ruby Tuesdays, they got bars right there. You can sit at during the day when you want a lunch break or whatever. So it's it's silly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm a really big fan of you and I'm subscribed and everything. And um, I enjoy watching your shows every uh, two days you have them. And I just uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. See you. Yeah, the, the lockdowns are the silliest thing. And and the, and how I know it's silly is that the elected officials, the main ones that want to push it, the main ones that want to force you to do it, don't even do it themselves. Oh, we're going to have a lockdown. You can't go nowhere. But I'm going to go to a dinner and a high-end high restaurant called French Laundry. Speaking about Gavin Newsom, California. I'm going to go to French Laundry indoors, no masks, no distancing with 30 people. $1,500 a head, and we're going to have a good old time. Tell on some, oh, I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. It was a mistake. A mistake? Sir, you were invited to this birthday party or whatever it was, lobbyist dinner. You were invited to this dinner. You see that it's packed from the window to the wall. You're not outside. You don't have a mask on. You're not distancing. You sat down at H&M. You had a good time. You were enjoying yourself. You probably were there for two hours or more, and that's a mistake? Come on. A mistake is I tripped over my foot and I fell. It was Lego on the ground. I busted my toe open. That's a mistake. A mistake is not I'm sitting here for two hours having a good time, smiling and giggling and whatnot, and then I get I get caught on candid camera, and then I got to apologize. It's so dumb. It's stupid. Okay, we all know what the, what the risk factors are. If you're elderly, you got an underlying illness, that's a risk factor. You need to probably stay at the crib, do whatever you got to do if you want to. If you want to now, because right when um, people were allowed to go back to eat where I'm at, which was some months ago, me and my wife went out and right next to us, it was an elderly couple. I'm talking about 80 something, 90 something years old. No mask, no nothing. They, they're not worried about nothing because they want to they're not going to be cooped up. They want to still be able to move around and do what they want to do. OK, they, they still, you know, it's crazy. That's a different story. They don't want to be caught up in a nursing home and like in the penitentiary. Have you ever been to one of these nursing homes where it's like a hospital? It's like going to the penitentiary. You don't want to be there. You play these video games with these old abandoned uh, mental asylums. It's like that in there. Sometimes they don't want to be cooped up in there. They want to be outside living their life. So, nah, these lockdowns are so dumb. Okay. Unknown call. Who am I speaking to? Hey, it's Val Hall. All righty. I got noise in the background. Let's let's take care of that for me. Am I, am I on the air? Because I was listening. You're, you're live on the air. 
All right. Hey, Anthony, Brian Logan, this is Val Hall. I've called in before. I, I'm an activist against geoengineering in California. I've been listening to the show tonight. What an awesome show it has been. And I, I wanted to add a thing. Uh, I recently listened to a show from uh, my dear friend, Laura Eisenhower, who is the great-granddaughter of Ike, and a heavyweight boxing, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he was champion of the world or, or just a heavyweight contender, uh, David Rodriguez, who they have a show called Dark to Light. And recently they did a wonderful show uh, about uh, everything that's going on, and they had two Hollywood people that have been doing movies for years that did um, like 1,500 movies that we all watched who left Hollywood and are doing truther movies now, and they're fighting for our cause. And their, uh, their website's called a thousand pieces.com. And they did an amazing documentary that we all need to watch. And it's a thousand and thousand is all capital letters, but A is lowercase, thousand is uppercase, uh, pieces. I got you. Okay. A thousand pieces. We got it. And, and this is a movie that we all need to watch about the elections and everything that has been going on. And so I just want everybody to know that. And uh, what a great show, Anthony. And uh, just calling in to say that. But everybody should see that, a thousandpieces.com. And you might have to pay a little bit of money to watch it, so, something. But everybody needs to watch it. It's all about the election and all about the fraud. And it's all about the truth, so I, I hope everybody can go do that. And, and thanks for the great show tonight, man. What a great show. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. Let's get to some more. 615, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Uh, my name is Whitney. All right. What's going on? It is wonderful to talk to you, Anthony Bradlow, and I really appreciate this. Um, I am a fellow citizen, and I've been going to these Stop the Steal rallies. Uh, two weeks ago, I went up and decided I wanted to get involved. So I talked to one of the men who puts on our Stop the Steal rally. And one thing that he, he told me he's doing is in Nashville, on December 19th, he is doing a cancel Cooper not Christmas rally. Now, Cooper is our mayor in Nashville. Oh, He's the yeah. one who, you know what I'm talking about, lied about the COVID numbers to shut down our whole entire economy. That's right. That's right. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. I was hearing about that. I was like, really? And then he was like um, letting his kids do something else, other aside from what he was telling y'all to do. Yeah, oh, exactly. Well, they all do. But, yeah, we're experiencing it here in our own city. Now, when we went to vote, when we went to go vote in 2020, he was the only name on the ballot. There was no challengers. We had no other options unless you wrote somebody in. Right. But so he is back still up there. And, and if we're doing stop the steal, we can't do that without also remembering that you got to clean your own house. So 
on December 19th, he is holding a rally that I really wish you would, uh, you would think about coming to or at least uh, consider. It is uh, it's called Cancel Cooper, Not Christmas, because, of course, he's trying to cancel everything. And it's in the afternoon. At one, starting at 1 p.m., and we're out there with Santa, music, and it's just it's just to be there and be present and have the voice known. Okay, sounds good to me. I might, I might have to show up. They said it says it's on um, December the 19th. Is that a um, Saturday? Okay, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's December the 19th, and it's from noon till 1.30. There's, it's, I have a, a graphic. I'll send it to your email. So I have that for you. But it's just a bunch of patriots who have been coming out to these stock of steel rallies. And in Tennessee, you know, we haven't had to really worry about that. Our state's done, but we do because we care and uh, about the whole entire country. But what we need to do is care about our own, own state and our own cities. And so just kind of keeping, keeping this momentum going of connecting with one another and talking with one another. You know, they say don't talk about religion, money, and politics at the dinner table. But that's the only reason why we got to where we are right now. If we don't talk about politics at the dinner table, we can't govern our own government. So that's what we're trying to do. That's right. Absolutely. Well, I think well, I just wanted to introduce this to you because you're from Tennessee. So I figured that you would you would have uh, maybe better commentary after I get off the line about anything like what we went through when our health board lied to us as well. So. Right on. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much, and I, I absolutely love what you're doing. Please keep it up. You you are one of the many saviors of this nation because we have alternative media like you who actually tells the truth and let's talk. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. God bless. All right. Shout out to the caller. Hey, if somebody's in the chat and they have uh, different opinions, do not time them out, please. Don't do that. There's no need because I, I welcome everybody with different opinions and everything else to call in and be in the chat. So don't I, I said that from the beginning and I feel like I'm not being listened to. So do not time people out if they got different opinions. I'm gonna, I ain't going to say that no more. All right. Now, shout out to the young lady that was on the phone. I'm going to have to go to that. It's going to be a Stop the Steel rally in Nashville um, Saturday. Not today, obviously, but next Saturday coming up December the 19th from noon to 1.30. That's Central Time because Nashville is right over the line. So that's Central Time. And yeah, that's, that's going to be a good one. Um, now, what the, the mayor did, he shut, he shut the whole economy down. The heart of the economy, which is the tourism industry, right downtown. Because it was, he shut the restaurants down. And it was weird the way he did it. He first had opened the restaurants and then shut it right before 4th of July. And so he, he opened the restaurants and they're getting ready. They're getting a bunch of food and everything stocked up, getting ready for the crowds to come in on the 4th of July. And right before the 4th, they shut the restaurants back down. So all the food they had, they went to waste. And it was just this whole big mess. Yeah, and it's, it's Williamson County, which is Nashville. Or not in Williamson, pardon me, Davidson County, which is Nashville. Not Williamson County. That's right outside of Davidson. But Davidson County was a mess. And I spoke to guys from Davidson, and they were just talking about it's crazy. You know, it, it was it was a whole big mess up there, man. So that mayor definitely got to go, you know, and it's crazy being in Tennessee. It's a red state. But Nashville, unfortunately, is a, a blue city because of the outsiders that come there from other parts of the country. Like I was saying before, 
people coming from these liberal areas, not understanding why they're leaving, not understanding where they're going, and then voting the exact same way. All these half conservative, half libertarian, riding the fence, not really picking the side, and come down there and vote for liberal people and all these progressive policies, and they change a red place into a blue place, and then they get some of the same crap. Some of the same people that are complaining about the mayor probably voted for the mayor and probably voted for the nonsense that's going on up there. So, yeah, you definitely need to stop the steel rally up there and also uh, evict the mayor rally up there as well because that dude's got to go. All right. Four one six on the line. Who am I speaking to? It's uh, Cigar Box. How you doing, man? All right, Cigar Box. What's going on? Oh, craziness, as you can tell. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, that uh, that guy who they executed, and everybody's whining because he was a teenager. He's a teenager. He's eighteen years old, and yet the same people who were whining about that are the same people who are saying that sixteen-year-olds are should be voting. <laughs> right exactly it's it's funny how that works and also you could be 12 years old and say you're transgender oh okay i can decide my whole gender at 12 years old talking about Dwayne wade saying uh zoe oh, yeah. or zara or whatever his name is but if you're 18 years old and you're a violent game banger then all of a sudden you're just a little boy and you don't know no better okay yeah it's nuts uh something else i want to do because there's a couple of lefties out there I want to tell you something right now. I live in Canada, for those that don't know, and I cannot stand the way the government is set up here in our country. The way the government is set up down in the U.S. is really good. It's I don't know if it's the best, but it certainly is one of the best, and it was set up very good. The problem is the idiots who are in power. And if you could just... Uh, get out them, sniff them out. Trump, for for all his faults, which are just personal, if people would get that out of their system, realize that he's the only one I've noticed that has come in and he has made promises and has gone working seven days a week, all year long, trying to make them come true. The rest of these idiots, they... They promise everything under the sun, get in power, and do everything but what they have been promising people. This is what they have got to get on their backs about. That's when I get a guy at the door and he says, I'm representing whatever party, and he says, I want to do this, this, and this. I say, well, I don't like this, this, and that, so you're not going to get my vote. And he's still trying to convince me. I say, you don't understand. This stuff you're telling me is garbage. Until you change your mind, you're not getting my vote. And more people have got to start doing this. You don't just say, yeah, 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 and sit at home and not vote because you don't like something. You've got to get on their backs before they get in power. Anyways, thank you very much. Good luck with everything. And uh, have a good night. Right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Bye. All right. Great call. Excellent call. All right, and thank you guys for being here. Um, if you enjoy the content, if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, if you enjoy the channel in general, give me a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed, you know what to do. Subscribe to the channel right now and click that bell so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video.
281, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 281, hello. Hello. Yes. 281. 281, turn your speakers down for me, please. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Hold on just a second. Wow, I actually got it. All right, you there, boss? Yeah, I am, man. Uh, just wanted to let you know, you know, when, when you blame it on the white guy, uh, it's a low blow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just, I've, I've been probably watching you now for close to a year. Uh, I do like a lot of Caldy, you're breaking up. I can't hear you anymore. Can you, you there? I'm breaking up. You good now? Go ahead. Oh, okay. That stupid phone. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's about ten years old. I had a stroke uh, about eight years ago, and uh, dealing with that. Okay. But, um, I had something. <laughs> I'm now. I'm one of these callers that call in and. Their mind goes blank the second you pick it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, wow. That's funny. Oh, wow. Uh, nah, I, I, uh, like I said, I watch you all the time, and I watch uh, ABL. I'm a, you are ABL. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'll get it out in a minute. Jericho Green, uh, Candace Owens. Uh, and a number of y'all, Tatum, uh, actually, I'm, uh, I turned on to him first and then, uh, I found you and, uh, I really appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you for the support and the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. So I will, uh, say thank you and keep watching your show. All right, now I appreciate you. All right, man, you take care. All right, shout out to the caller. It happens sometimes because you're trying to get in and you're focusing on getting in, and then when you call, it's like, oh, oh okay, I got to talk for real, too. You know, it happens. All right, let's get to the next one. 843, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is uh, Mo calling you from Nashville. Also, wanted to follow up on the last young lady that called from the Nashville area. All righty. Just wanted to say, definitely hope to see you up in Nashville sometime soon. If you could come for the December 19th rally, that would be absolutely amazing. It would be awesome to see you in person. We watch your videos and your streams all the time, so it would be super cool to have you. But also just wanted to give you know, a quick, quick, quick shout-out to everybody that's listening. You know, do, do your part, whatever you can do. You know, over here in Nashville, we have a Democratic mayor he raised taxes big time, 34% tax hike, shut down a bunch of the businesses for COVID, just really messed things up here. You know, we decided we didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And so we're moving out of Nashville to one of the outskirts city where we have a Republican mayor and they're doing better things with taxes, better things for the business and just taking care of people and better, you know, and that was just a small change that we could make. So I did just want to throw that out there for anybody that's listening you know, even if it's something as small as just moving a county over, avoiding some higher taxes, voting people out, you know, there are a lot of small things you can do. Do those things, go to rallies, make your voice heard, and just let people know that, 
you know, you're not just going to take those things sitting down. So anyway, that's, that's all I had. I, I appreciate you having me on. I can't believe we actually got through and I uh, really would love to see you at Nashville. So hope to see you and uh, God bless. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yep. Take care. All right. Thank you to everybody that has called in. If you couldn't get on this time, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man, but thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. And I'll be back live again on Wednesday coming up. I'm here. I'm here live every Wednesday and Saturday, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern time is when I'm here doing my live show. And, you know, I'll talk for the first hour and take calls the last couple of hours. So shout out to everybody that was able to get on. But hang tight. I got super chats to read and then I wrap it on up, put the bone on the top. Um, let me see. Shout out to let me see where I was on the last ones. Uh, shout out to Super Otter. Excuse me. Super Otter um, 2 says, freaking love you, ABL. Been following you since 2018. Question, will you ever make a bit shoot account, sir, please? I, I may. And if I do, then I'll just place those videos on the YouTubes. That, that I, I mean, not on the YouTubes, pardon me, on my website. Because the website ultimately is going to be the hub where I want everything to go. Regardless of what goes on with web social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Google, whatever, YouTube, I mean, my, my website is going to be where I'm at, regardless. Shout out to Talix001 who says, how to fix things without major reform of academia at all levels. That system pushes the U.S. A system that pushes the U.S. is bad. Communism, good. Fills academia, justice system, media, business, etc. People filled with that poison. Good point. Uh, Kristen Seaweed says, arrested for the call of civil rights equals despotism. Very good point. Thank you to a clever fish who says people need to understand that scouts decision scouts SCOTUS decision does not doesn't make this make this over. You must call your local reps in these battleground states. Pressure works. I'm considering a governor running Georgia. Kent must go. Matthew says, do we blame black people if the vaccine has side effects? You know what? People were saying that because when Fauci was talking about oh, a black woman, she came up with it, all this, that, and the third. Well, if it goes wrong, who are you going to blame? You're going to blame the PhD. But shout out to my man Kevin Samuels for that one. Shout out to Jean-Louis or Jean Lewis Blackburn who says, the shot comes half WMD, just saying. Uh, thank you to Theophrastus Returns who says, appreciate you. I appreciate you, boss. Shout out to... Um, Andres52 for your donation. Bitballer, thank you for that. Shout out to Haji's wife who says, please explain how your Christian values align with the death penalty. Can you support the possibility of reform? Well, first of all, I'm not Christian. That's number one. But number two, um, if I was Christian, I, I'll put it to you like this. My values are aligned with Christianity, although I don't, I, don't, I don't claim a religion for myself specifically. That's a different story. I'm going to go down the road today. But... My values say that I can be pro-life at the same time for the death penalty because pro-life refers to innocent people. Okay, if a baby's in the womb, the baby's innocent. It's, it has nothing. No, nobody can say that the baby did something to him, or the baby caused me some type of. You know, nah, the baby's innocent, so I'm pro-life in that respect. A baby is a baby; it's an innocent life. All right, I'm for innocent life, regardless of what. Now you're talking about a death penalty. Well, what happens when I'm in a situation where it's life or death and somebody got a gun on me and I got a gun myself and it's a matter of if I shoot first, I live. If they shoot first, I die. What's going to happen? It's not that I'm, you know, not living up to my values if I have to take care of business. 
but I'm preserving my life. First law of nature, self-preservation. That's just facts. So if this guy got to go because he didn't took someone's life, burn somebody, put him on fire, then it is what it is. Eye for eye, ain't it? I don't want to go down the Bible route because I was, what? Let me just let me just relax. That's it. That just is what it is. So you know, I don't like playing this. That's part of the reason why I don't claim religion because I don't like playing this religious game. Oh, you're Christian. What about that? What about that? The the long and short is innocent person. There's there's no there's no there's no justification for killing an innocent person, but if the person is not innocent, then it depends on the situation. But I move on. Thank you to Wolfgang Dial who says, "So I was in California kangaroo traffic court the other day. My question was, am I able to leave the state? Because it didn't like how fast I left then." <laughs> uh, shout out to Bear Bay One who says, "Keep fighting ABL." Uh, I don't call in because I'm always drinking. Wow. Shout out to Goober McGillicuddy for the donation. I appreciate you, big baller. Thank you to Wolfgang who says, we've got to trust in Jesus. If you can fight, do so. If you can run, wait, remember, white men are the most self-harmed demographic as of 2018. Thank you to Crystal Reagan who says, ABL love your channel. Thank you for that. Your very kind words and your donation. Shout out to Mickey Lee or Mikey Lee for your donation. Thank you to Kimmy who says, love your channel, ABL. Hold on. Back to where I was. I was with you the entire election night. No one could have been better than you. Trump 2020. Thank you for being there with me. That was a night to remember for sure. Uh, uh, you know, an epic day, epic night. Thank you to Denise Copeland for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to American Maid who says, thank, thank God for you, ABL. In Jesus' name, I pray amen. Thank you to Michael Share Good who says, no more political parties. Why can't we just vote straight up? Uh, yeah, but that's that gets kind of murky. Thank you to Candace W who says, because we like how you know who you're voting for for real. Because a lot of that they can hide behind this stuff and then, you know, become allies with others behind the closed doors. You understand? Thank you to Candace who says, if we're going to win, if we hold our ground, they may win a battle or two, but we're winning the war. There you go. I like the attitude. Wolfgang says, day after day, we are getting on better and better footing. A lot of us have been preparing silently for this. So just speak up. Lament. We good. Roman Tech says, ABL, love your content, brother. Keep up the great work. Hey, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Charles Turner Jr. says, in the small town of Mossy Rock, Washington, we had a Stop to Steal open up rally. I hope more of you locked in lockdown states open up as well. Shout out to those of us who open carried our rifles. Most people like that. Lewis from Spain says, ABL, don't forget to buy some Christmas lights for your background and let my wife uh, read some super chat someday. Hey, you know what? That's a good idea. You might have to do that. I might have to call her up here and be like, hey, super chats, read them right quick after we, at we, you know, at the midway point or when we closing. All right. Thank you for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, again, like the video, share the video, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And this particular show and all my live shows are available on your favorite audio streaming platform everywhere. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever. Search for me on your favorite audio streaming platform. There's also a link in the description box to Anchor. From Anchor, you're able to go to wherever you are on your favorite audio streaming platform. All right. That is all I got for tonight. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace. Oh, also, shout out to the mods. You guys are doing a great job. Shout out to you guys. You know you are. All right. Then I got to do it over. All right. Until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out in peace.